the Premier View Tipperary GAA podcast has just got its very first sponsor. The podcast is now proudly sponsored by MerchMonster.ie. On MerchMonster.ie, you can buy personalised hoodies, t-shirts, polo shirts, personalised snood face coverings, and a whole lot more. They've even got a product personaliser over on their website. Go over there and check it out now. They deal in one-off orders and also in bulk orders, class hoodies, team and work polo shirts, and everything else in between. Go over there and check them out now. It's MerchMonster.ie Now let's get back to this week's show. Hello and welcome to episode 59 of the Premier Review Temporary GA podcast. My name is Michael McCarthy and I just want to thank all our listeners over the past few weeks, um, with last week being our best ever week with six and a half thousand listeners, so we thank you sincerely. This week we have a packed show for you as we have Tip Football PRO Anthony Shelley looks ahead to round three of the Senior Intermediate Football and the permutations for the group placings. I speak to John O'Shea and Michael Quinn to see how the Norton Mid are shaping up in junior action while Sean does the same with Mid PRO Morgan Lanigan. But first, we'll have a look back on a hugely entertaining weekend in hurling action across Danbury and James Arena and Intermediate. I'm joined, as always, by Torla Sarah, Sean Smith. And this week, we've taken on an apprentice. He's St. Mary's man, Kevin Ryan, joins us for the review. You're very welcome, lads. How are things? Thanks Mike. for having me, lads. Long-time listener. First time caller. Very good. Very good. We'll put uh, we'll put you to the test when, when, when the Mary's group comes up, Kevin. But... Uh, We'll, uh, we'll start off uh, in, in uh, controversial fashion. I heard that there was the biggest roar of the weekend was when Drum, uh, Upper Church scored a point that brought them within 10 of Tornus Arsfields. Any truth to that rumour? Dirty rumour, Sean Smith. I won't deny or confirm it. That way. <laughs> I think we'll, we'll start a new section, confirm or deny, and I think <laughs> the Sars will be involved in a lot of it. But um, yeah, look, Group 1, uh, Sean, Sars obviously topped the group, um, playing very well. Uh, won each match by by double digits, I think. So I mean, they, they obviously were were they breezed through the group. But for the for the minor placements, uh, it was very very interesting. And I think as the, at one moment drummer in it, then the church were in it, drummer back in it. So it it really turned out to be exciting, didn't it? Indeed, yeah. And like we kind of were at the match and we checked the score, the drum game there at halftime, and drummer well up, and they were went nine points up there. I know we're all like wow. Oh. Like we were kind of we we're well ahead as well at that point. It was five or six up. We knew we knew drum had six or seven behind cushion on here there, to be honest. And our lads probably had a one of better second half than first half as well. But then we got text saying drum on one by two and we're like got the calculators out and we're like, geez, we're eleven up if we lose by ten, up church will go through. And <laughs> but so we kept scoring as well. Like this wasn't no one it was kind of a case of we were surprised, to be honest, that drum on one by two in the end. And in our game, we were 11 up. Ronan Mars scored a point for probably 300 yards. That's so <laughs> To put us 11 up. And then Drum got a point back to go 10 up. We went back again, got free to go 11 up. This is all deep in injury time. There was eight or nine minutes played because watching back the highlights on tip website, the clock was on seven or eight minutes, which was kind of surprising. And what's on here was that there? Then Upchurch got free in the sideline. Hard free, like it was about 50 yards out in the sideline. Slotted over. 
they won by 10, lost by 10, sorry, felt like they won by 10, but, you know, it was, to be honest, like, it was kind of, people going, oh, sure, stars, and like, we did our bit there, we won by as much as we did, as well. it's like, drum just, drum just let it slip, to be honest, going from nine up, they finished weekly there, and we won by two, which is point from their game, because, like, with drum as well, if they got into the stadium and quarterfinals, they could have given anything directly, you know, their experience at that level. Yeah, but uh, I suppose, look, as you said, I, I've been tongue-in-cheek now when we were talking about, about the stairs and, and, uh, and the, the roaring, but, like, Aero, drum, drum were up nine, um, as, as you said, nine and ten even, I'd say, at one stage, and Aero got it back to two, as only Aero can, because they're never bit, and even with the last poke of the game, Donald the wire was true, and he had, a, he had a shot, and it went wide, and I know I was talking to a couple of Aero guys, and they said that it would have been robbery if they had won it, but... I suppose Drum really didn't deserve to go through. Would, would that be fair to say with the way they had played throughout the group? Yeah, they were probably disappointed team in the group. Like, you know, they never got off the first day. You know, um, they never got going at all. Like, Drum usually get going. And we saw their intermediate team were kind of went hammer and tongs this year. But the senior team never kind of got off to a good start. Again, playing the stars the first day wasn't actually a great draw. And, you know, we finished strong in that game. Um like the bounce, then again, so short, so short, give them a going over, then again, only a couple of points then, but like, they kind of never got more, on, but their team, as I said there, they got through, they scraped through, like they could have came on, but this kind of, this point away from going to the end like that, it was in their hands, so to speak, you know, and they kind of, let us say, when you said Aero could have even won the match in the end there with the chance at the end. Yeah, and I suppose that just shows how tight these groups are. I mean, Aero are now in relegation, but had that goal gone in, they were gone through to the quarterfinals. So it's 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 very small margins with these groups. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and like is in and going losing out by a point, we're going to see it in more groups now. We talk about like you know, but how else to do? They have if you, as I say, if going out to win, go out to win by as much as you can because. At the end of the day, cooking down to a point scored or a point conceded there, you know. So if a lad is giving up chasing the ball in 60 minutes and to get a soft free to win by an extra point, that could cost their team different relegation and going into quarterfinal. Yeah, absolutely. So the, that group finished up. Sarah's won three out of three on six points. Church, Drum, and Aero all finished on two. Score difference was used, and the Church finished second, and Drum were third, and Aero got fourth and into the relegation. Uh, I suppose after a couple of years of trying uh, the church are into the quarterfinals and I don't think any any team will fancy meeting the church because um, they'll be they'll certainly be on a high after 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 qualifying. We'll move on to group two and we'll go to our South correspondent. Uh, the South is rising, Kevin. Yeah, on the um, South. Mullen Ahone against all odds. Straight up out of Seamus Arene, topped the group and knocked Tumi Vera out and in the trace he's got missing. <laughs> Yeah, very, very impressive from on the home. In fairness, I didn't have them down as pegged as group winners at the outset of this, even on, on the final day. But a seriously impressive performance against Chumavara, even before Chumavara had the man sent off. Mon Hone were well on top in that one. As I said, the score difference came in there. It was evident Chumavara weren't getting back into the group. But, you know, the group took a, a big twist to it about 10 minutes to go in the game with the Clonality comeback against Holy Cross. Talk about they were all going into relegation, but serious, you know, Holy Cross put in a serious effort in that game, led from nearly pillar to post. That's right. Um, you know, the Holy Cross were ahead with, with yeah. on the last water break and Clonolty were going into relegation. Holy Cross were going through and then it, it seemed, Clonolty seemed to change tactic and went with the long ball and 
Dylan Quirk hit a, a what a sideline from about geez, it must have been sixty or seventy yards, and it really seemed to to get to naughty moving, and they couldn't miss then after that. Um, and and again, they, they qualified. Um, now they're they're probably disappointed that they're only qualifying in second place. They probably would have seen seen a, a chance to go to go in um, as a group winner, but. Um, Mullenhorn right. had a serious win. Owen Kelly is still doing the, the business. And then they had uh, young Shelley at centre forward. He scored 2 8, I think. Yeah, and I, I was listening to the game on um, Tip FM. And I think there was calls for, calls for you know, Colin Bonner to take a look at him with, you know, a tip. I think he's about 26 or 27 now. So I don't know if there's a threshold for, for that sort, sort of thing. But, um, you know, take from on the home, they're after regenerating themselves really really impressively again I think um, over the last couple of years you know just rely- they had a great cohort of older players but many of those have been transitioned out now no other exceptions being Paul Kern at the back and Owen Kelly mm-hmm. up front but you know they have a good number of um, kind of almost they're, they're young players but they're also seasoned campaigners at the same same time yeah they, you, know, they you mentioned have... Shelley there and Michal Ryan would be an- another one yeah so, you know, they're Mike, Mike, uh, Mikey Shea, they're playing corner forward. Is is another one. He he had lit up the the minor cha- the tip minor or the minor championship there a couple of years ago uh, when he, when he was playing under seventeen, and they've Owen Finley is at centre back, another accomplished hurler. Yeah, that definitely is said that the, their their spine is definitely impressive. Um, they you know going through as group winners, it is a it is a massive bonus as well. They miss. They miss out on any of the, you know, the complexities of the going through a preliminary quarter final where, you know, Killinall probably would have fancied their chances if they had drawn Mullinahone. So it's a 50-50. But, you know, it's a big, it's a big plus for Mullinahone now. And you said with the, with these games, they've all been very level so far. I think that they could have another kick in them in a, in a quarter final. Yeah, no, absolutely. And um, to me, Vera, then they, the opposite side of that, they'd be very disappointed. I know it's only score difference, but Toom are obviously a, a club that, Aspire to win Dan Breen every year, and to, not to get out of the group would be a serious blow for them. Yeah, I couldn't couldn't agree more. I think that group, though, on the outset, maybe it looked like you know a very good draw for Toom and probably Clonelty as well. Um, you know, Monon coming up out of the Orient and you know Holy Cross, who were probably in relegation playoffs the last last few years, and so. Two, I think when they have their end of season review, will be very disappointed with that. But I think they, you know, half time in that match, man down, it's one the home. They they never really recovered. Yeah, and Holy Cross now acquitted themselves quite well. I mean, um, they they were only barely beaten in in all their games. So like they they're gone, they're in relegation on a, a minus eight of score difference across the three games. So there was really nothing in it. But again, they just couldn't get over the line. I suppose Brian O'Mara not not being fit at the start. Certainly didn't didn't help their cause. And yeah, they, they, exactly. And I don't know if he'd be back for um the the relegation playoffs, but I think he played the weekend. He, he played the weekend, so I think he, he he's, right. he's he's back. But yeah, so that group finished anyway with with Mullinahoe on top, uh, two wins uh, on four points. Clonolty second, two wins on four points, and Tumivara third, two wins on four points, but score difference. Um, and Holy Cross go into the into the relegation battle. Uh, move on to Group Three of the. Dan Breen, Sean, um, as expected, Killadang in three wins from three, uh, top the group, Lockmore second there, um, only that lost, that one point lost to Killadang. And um, the Brackens finished third and McCarthy fourth. Um, I suppose we, we, we definitely picked one and two out of that group at the start, but Brackens were certainly 
were they or thereabouts? They they turned their, their mid form around and, and probably were unlucky, weren't they? Yeah, they were as a do or they clash a lot more, they're less fried in simply knowing that more do a lot more do come out on top, but the all accounts Brackens gave him plenty of but Lockmore pulled away in the end. But like it was kind of it's a kind of strange season for Brackens. It kind of never got going. When you see the team on paper, kind of looking at them going, these are some intercounty stars and they had great names, but it never kind of got the ball rolling and started really banging over the scores to speak, you know. Um gave Kalang in the right game, and that was probably the best game in the in the group, you know, it's about to lose against Kalang and, and give one of the best performance. Like if they could have pulled out performance like that, maybe against Lockmore, it could have been a knockout, but you know, it's kind of a, a group where Kalang and Lockmore were probably our two picks to go through and they did, but Again, they went down to the final final round of games between Lockmore and Brackens. So they went second place there. McCarthy finished on the bottom then. Um, Kalangan just tipped away through them. You know, they weren't exactly exciting against them either. Yeah, and as sure as night follows day, Lockmore get drawn out in the preliminary quarterfinal. I think this is three and four years they've, they've been, they've been yeah, drawn out. Yeah, I, I was saying at the end of there, he was at the Orient game. We were playing Burge. He's there important at. He walked in and I got guaranteeing out. Lockmore will get... Killing all, and by God, they came out, and Marty's giving out still about it. Yeah, He's giving yeah. out every year. There's just three lot more hours. They love playing match every week. Just yeah, I mean, they, they do they do <laughs> thrive on the week on week, but I suppose it, it, it does catch up with them at, at the end. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, it's, it's, hard to, it's hard to fathom how they always come out in, in, that, um, in that prelim, but that'll be an interesting game between themselves and, and killing all, won't it? Oh, well, for sure, yeah. Like, you know, it's hard to know kind of like more after they're always doing enough, like, but then when they they when they get on to sh- kind of shit or die kind of game, they kind of pull through in order. They have a bit of class there, but Kilnall won't be afraid of them. But that's for sure. That's it. So that maybe Kilnall might have regressed a bit over the last couple of years. They ran him close. I think it was twenty eighteen, mm. but I think over the couple of years since, um, I'd be surprised if Lockmore just didn't get that. Try and get that early. I think. Yeah. So that was uh, that was Group Three. Kildangan top. Lockmore second. Bracken scored and Mike Erky joined Holy Cross and Herog in relegation. Kevin, Group 4 was the All-North Affair. Um, Killeran, surprisingly, I suppose, won, won three out of three. Uh, they finished on six points. And then we had that do-or-die game, which was on TG4, but never lived up to expectation. Boris Lee and Nina there on, on Sunday with Boris Lee coming out on top and Ros Gray uh, propping up that table with, with no wins. Um, that game on, on TG4 never sprang to life. Boris Lee were always in control. And, Nina, it's I suppose a typical Nina year. They flattered to deceive and, and, and didn't produce. Yeah, this for me was the group of death before, you know, before a ball was poked in it. Um, I mean, you know, it definitely turned out that way. Said Kilroan, maybe you said they weren't fancied, but very strong team for mm-hmm. me. And, you know, they seem to hurl very well, you know, have been there in the past, kind of bounced around semi finals. <laughs> One, one county final appearance so that to me is no shock but yeah fully agree on Nina they just never raised the gallop on Sunday where there was conditions that you know their scoring rate was so low in the first half of that game and they must have been just absolutely despondent year on the line and they produce an absolute putrid performance like that and even you know some people not normally you know kind of defend Nina to the last but it was just an awful performance and partially look full value for for their win and you know, they're probably a, they're the team finishing second. You probably don't want to draw most out of the the four second places. Yeah, no, I mean, obviously, what two thousand and eighteen county champions and monster champions and, and played in the Ireland final and, and talent all over the field. I mean, in in, in that um, that Borsali team, um, they, 
Yeah, look, Nina only scoring the nine points in a, in, a, in a senior championship match just isn't good enough. And I know I, know I said it before about Jake Morris, he, but he, he really needs to, for an inter-county hurler, like I know he plays well, but he probably needs to take games by the scruff, the scruff of the neck and, and really stand out. I mean, Mikey Heffernan and Tommy Heffernan have been, you know, they're, they're, still, they're still Nina's two best performances on the, performers on the club scene. Yeah, you don't want to be, I suppose, singing the lads out too much, but you know, I think it's a, it's it's a fair fair call with Jake now that you would be expecting him to kind of dominate, dominate games for his club at this stage. You know, you would expect going to any club match that you can identify the county lads straight away. And I'm just yeah. not sure whether some lads saying you know he was too far away from goal or he needs to be involved in the game. And then you do bring him out. So, yeah. whether they have him in. You know, I just looking at ourselves, we say Seamus Kennedy, which wouldn't be his normal county position by any means, but he spends time with us in full forward because the damage he can do. So whether Nina really need to be looking at the tactics to to you know to play to Jake's strengths, or but they definitely need to have a converse, conversation there. I think how they can get the best out of their county, out of their county man. Yeah, and, and Boris Lee seemed to, as you said, they they probably got to the, the pitch of the conditions a lot quicker and and were playing probably. More long ball into Connor Kenny, who was on the edge of the square. They were kind of bypassing Barry Heffern, and I suppose he was lost, wasn't he? Yeah, um, completely. They, they uh, cut their cloth to measure. Yeah, on on, the, on that one. Yeah, um, and and then in that in that other game, then Kilaran and, and Rosgrave, yeah. as expected, Kilaran were they, when there was while there was only four points in, the Kilaran had already qualified, so it was uh, it was kind of a game a game of nothing. So Kilaran, as we said, finished top of that group. Barcelona finished second. Uh, Nina Third and Ros Gray into the into the relegation. Um, we go to the Seamus Oreen and Sean. We're back to to the Sars. Uh, top to top to another group. Sars B team. Now I know you were beaten by Burgess there at the weekend, but a game again a game that um, probably meant it it had no no um, effect on the outcome of the group. Yeah, it was a dead rubber, so to speak, and. It was the red rubber in the worst conditions you could imagine as well. It was pissing rain. There was probably 20 people at it. It was just um, tit for tat. Burgess, worthy of their win, to be honest. Um, they heard well. They needed performance. Like they needed to get something on, get something behind them. Um, even after the game, you know, we could see them players that getting the win meant something for them going into relegation. Like, you know, um, uh, we're missing a few lads for injuries and that. Um, but still, it was a dirty game. Like, how do you motivate lads for a game? You know, we're going to be top of the group as well. Um, again, Probably hadn't too many subs either, spare to us either, but we're through top on it. And it's kind of a, it's a big reward for that group of players to finish top in the Seamus Marine group. Yeah. And did um, did Larry Corbett make his comeback? He did. He he played. Skins and all. I Skins heard. and all, right? Hang on there now. I'm, I'm taking notes here now. It's pass on there, man. Did you have the, the first 15 and then he. He nearly scored a point. That we fit for any Twitter feed there. He fit past the lad and went wide, and all the crowds like, oh, oh, it was gas. The birds crowd it's like, geez, people. It's kind of a game that needed something just to make people excited. And the one bit of excitement was when there was a row over line ball. That's kind of how weird the game was, to be honest. So, but and to fairness, it's hard to see kind of birds during the group were kind of so poor. And in the game, I mean, I know it's hard to judge that, but you know what it is. They're probably lacking a few hurlers. You try hard, like the conditions with Super Birds are not going forward. I think the kind of tough conditions are big, physical kind, you know, yeah. in their face team, but they're kind of missing any kind of major game plan, passing kind of teams, kind of hit the ball in and win their ball yeah, and really, take it on. I think maybe that's the thing that you have to consider for the rest of the any championship going forward is that kind of 
this weekend was a threshold on the change in conditions. I think it was a lot softer. You know, the conditions are going to get a lot poorer, so it might mm. suit the more physical teams from here on in. Yeah. Uh, the other game in that group then was a, was a, to decide who was going to finish second, and Kildangan and the Swan, and it finished a draw of 15 points apiece, Kildangan's second team. So the two second teams went through. Um, that, I suppose maybe, Kevin, you might have more... more Taught on this, but very disappointing for this one not to be not to be qualified out of that group. Yeah, d- definitely, definitely. Um, they've been riddled with injuries all years and all year in in their defence. But they've, you know, I think the 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 opening they lost to Sars and uh, they took a nice beating that day. I think they never really recovered from that then. And you know, I know they rallied then to beat Burgess late on, but you know, Burgess looked fully in control of that in the second round game. So. Yeah, I think that they'll be happy to be honest that they're just staying out of the relegation this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Things, things haven't gone right. So, yeah, so Sarah's Sarah second team topped that group. Kildang in second team are in second. Swan third and Borges, um are in the in the relegation battle back to intermediate. Uh, group two of the Seamus Arene, Kevin um, Temple Derry uh, topped that group. Again, it was another another very tight affair. Tenderi top, Clannacini qualify in second on three points. The Mines third on three points, and, and Newport, uh, who were semi finalists last year, are into relegation at, um, as the bottom team. And yeah. Tem- Tenderi flying it at the moment. Flying it, whether they can maintain it again, as we said for you know from here on three more rounds, they have been very impressive. I've been putting up very impressive scores. I think Sean Ryan is. Was it four goals he got in, in one of the games? So right. I think they're, yeah. you know, they're definitely being probably the team with most impressive so far. But for me, the surprise in that group is the qualification of Conor Kenny uh, after a few, year, few years trying. And equally so, maybe the Newport going into the relegation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, I thought Newport for me, I know it's only one year, but for a very much a coming club that'd be involved in the business end of the Seamus O'Reilly this year. So they'd be very disappointed. Great for Clan Kenny to see, and I think that it, it demonstrates maybe that you know in this in this championship that there's never going to be more than a, a couple of pucks of a ball on any given day between a lot of the teams. Temple Derry yet certainly been very impressive, but um, you know looking in the quarter final semi finals, I don't think that they'll be a sure thing to progress by any means. Um, that all these games from here on in are going to be probably be tight, and, and that as well. And I would give Clan Kenny a, a chance as well in their quarter final. Yeah, themselves and the Mines had drawn in in round one of the of the championship, so it was it was points difference that, that got them through, and um, Clannacainy finished minus five, and and the Mines finished minus uh, minus seven. So it was that's that six point win for Clannacainy was what what over Newport in round three was, was what got them through, um, a serious serious win for them over over, yeah. over Newport, you know. So it's a uh, yeah, I mean, it just goes to show all these championships that Sean had said there, the, the point, points difference. It, it, and I think it's becoming more apparent that you need to start scoring, don't you? you, you, you yeah, can't, you stay you going. Yeah, you stay going. That's it. That's to it. the final whistle. Yeah, so Group 3 then um, of, of Seamus Arene, Sean sees uh, Killinall uh, top the group on five points over Gort Mahu and four who had already qualified before the weekend. Ballinad then moved off the bottom with a win over Tracy's into into third. So Tracy's finished bottom with that fourth. I think at the start of the before we started, I I, I had tipped the Tracy's to to uh, to qualify, and they'll be very disappointed with their performance finishing bottom of that. But do Killinall top? I suppose not a not a surprise really. We 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 picked that, didn't we? 
Yeah, we would have picked Kilnaw top, but Gordon Hoon coming second after coming up from intermediate goes a show like they've put the wheel down and that's a great result to finish second there, like with the Clonic Kenny in the previous group. We notice um they're kind of two maybe the weaker mid teams in the same range, you think, but they've they've stuck up to anyone this year and Trace has kind of never got going, they were disappointed there. And likewise, Belna, like just as Kevin said, all these groups are going teams that finished third and fourth going, how do we end up here? And the teams that kind of finished second one, geez, we did we outachieved our goals at the start of the year. So just because I show that what can be done if a club just gets a win or two starting off and the first day on Gurton Who bit Balna, that was kind of what got the wheel turning for them for sure. Yeah, the Balna actually finished that group with the best score difference of, of the four teams on on, on plus twelve. Um but, they, they only got the win. Their only win was in the last one, where they where they give Tracy's a bit of a, a trimming, and Tracy's have have let in mm-hmm. four goals in their in their three games. So like they're they're going to be under pressure now coming into the to the relegation, which which is very competitive. Yeah, I think that just to add to that. Yeah, Tracy's probably went in looking for the final day win win against Ballina, even if it didn't wouldn't have put them through to keep them out of relegation. That's a seriously competitive. Uh, relegation semi-finals now we're going to have but it's a great to see Gordon who getting that kind of bounce up from intermediate that first year bounce they've kept things going obviously the winning mentality and another team that will you know kind of did very well to reach quarter final and won't fear won't fear anyone there absolutely not uh, group four then um, big one the big one, Kevin. Uh, you scraped through. Uh, yeah. You scraped everywhere. I, there's no point in saying you scraped through. Everyone scraped through. Cashel, yeah. Aries, Porto, and Lawrence. This was another group that was up and down. Everyone had qualified. Nobody had qualified. It was it, it was crazy. But uh, Cashel topped the group um, on score difference with a plus five. Marys are second on a plus four. Um, Porto are third on a plus four. Uh, but haven't yeah. scored, they've only scored 67 points, whereas Mary's has scored 68. So, yeah, that, Absolutely that, crazy that, stuff. That well-known high-scoring team, say Mary's are scoring for OS, has actually got, <laughs> got us through that one. But yeah, it was a bit of a soccer Saturday moment watching, you know, the two teams out in the field afterwards as, after the St. Mary's Port Row game, a three-point win for Mary's. Nobody, neither team quite knew what the story was because the Cashel game was still going on. Cashel were... I think five or six points up. Laura got a goal then to bring it back to two. So at that stage, both Marys and Port Row were going through great. Yeah. And then Cash rallied late. I think Joe Brown got a made a big difference when he came on. Uh, in their game, they won by five in the end. So not only did they qualify, they topped the group then. So that was perfect. Yeah. perfect. They timed their run well there in Cash. Yeah, I think Joe Brown had eight or nine points in, in the game. I think, and I think might have scored the last six for, for Cash. Um, Obviously, making a making a big difference, but yeah, yeah. I mean, one more one more point for Portro, and you were out. Um, yep, it, it's 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 crazy. One eighteen to two twelve, the game finished. Uh, had they chances, or had both teams chances? No, I suppose we got it back down to a point. So we gold we gold with the first. Um, there's wicked, wicked conditions there now, wicked breeze, but we. We gold with the first play of the game for a great start, and we got another one about six or seven minutes later to really set us up. But we were playing against the wind in the first half, and Porto did a lot of chances in that first half, and they didn't take them. I suppose, thankfully for us, from our perspective, but eventually they ground out a four-point um, halftime lead. Second half, we thought, you know, the wind, you know, will, will come, but we got it back to a point um, with a few minutes to go. But they got the last two scores of the game really to put. To put it on a knife edge, but you know, thankfully, I was actually livid when the referee blew up. Um, you know, because I thought, oh, you know, I thought we, you know, yeah. we're 
we, we'd get back into this game. Like I, I didn't think he actually honestly played enough. Injury time, he only played about three minutes and there was three stoppages. But, you know, from our perspective, thankfully, he did blow up when there was only three points in it. Um, and chasing him because, you know, another point either for Porter Owen would have put us in serious, serious trouble. I think it was our worst performance of the three games by far. You know, Porter Owen, they were, they seriously troubled us. Uh, AJ Willis there in the, in the corner forward and Rune Mulrooney as well. Uh, did, did very did very well John Sheedy on the on the place balls and Robert Byrne out, out further out the field and you know they all they all have big games but going out must be heartbreaking for them you know uh, yeah. going out by the tightest of of margins and if you look at their game they were really competitive against Cashel in their first game and just having went down to 14 games in that towards the end of that game they conceded a, a couple of soft scores which in the end probably told for the for their fate in this group yeah, there was a vicious rumor going around that it was the the cat white man that got G through. And... <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, no, 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 no comment there. But I don't know if he even brought his whistle there at times. I said it was only about six threes in the game. Getting delighted when you John Sheedy probably um, point you know putting him over from all angles usually for Porter Rosa. Yeah, I, I suppose a big surprise out of that group was Laura finishing with no with no points. Uh, we mentioned Newport being in the semi final. Laura were in the final last year and and now have to contest relegation to intermediates. It kind of it, I know the group is obviously very competitive, but it all went pear shaped for Laura this year. Yeah, and sorry, I'm after realizing you meant Liam Ryan, Cap Whiteman, yeah. not the referee. So <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't too quick on the update there, but yeah, Liam was excellent for us. But yeah, Laura, now if you look at those relegation four. Um, they'll be seriously disappointed again. We probably ambushed them a bit on on the first day, and losing your first game in the Orient puts you under serious pressure. Uh, yeah. You know, to win it, all, all their game, all their games were tight, and as well, I think for us against Cash when Joe Brown wasn't hugged in the second game, I think he was the difference against Laura the the last day as well. So look, they're just going to have to regroup now. They have a couple of weeks to prepare for the relegation semi. Yeah, I mean. Uh... Like when you look at the, the four teams in that relegation, you, you've Laura and Newport, Borges, uh, Laura and Newport who were in the semi-finals of James Reen last year, Borges who had just come down from Dan Breen and, and Sean Tracy's. It's a, it's a it's a very tough relegation. Shows that North Ireland is finished for me anyway. And <laughs> <laughs> nobody here to defend it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, end of that, yeah but um, yeah, it's, you know, it's the, the big, you know, some, some bigger names in Tipperary now probably beginning to you know dance with relegation relegation a bit so yeah, it's going, going to be interesting and I suppose that's the beauty of the of the 16s things are, are certainly even and out and all the groups are, are very tight and, and any 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 team can win it I suppose on a day but at the same time any team can be can, can have a bad day and be involved in relegation which leads me on to group one of the intermediate and um uh, mine Temple Tui went through Sean. Uh, two two mid teams went through out of this group. Mine on on five points, Drum on, on four points, and Borsakin on three. And um, then a small little club from West Tipperary bottom of that group. But uh, <laughs> uh, Drum got the, the draw against Borsakin. Uh, that was a big result for them. Yeah, it was actually kind of, and as I said, from seniors in Kikon, but during the year team, surely made a go of it. And come second in that group, they'll be buzzing with that, like, you know. Um, yeah. For sure, like Mike, I say, you're just like, what went wrong or what could we have done? It's kind of this point in like, especially kind of had a good run in the West there, you know, you kind of are, your season kickstarter or win the West, which usually drives teams on, you know, but um, it's just, you know, you're in defeating the relegation now, but mine topped it and 
thoroughly so mine are probably as every year mine are always going to fair intermediate yeah, yeah I, I'm just going to say that was all correct you there on Capo White they're not in the relegation yet are they no uh, it's all part of the master plan we knew yeah. we were in in the knockouts uh, we actually wanted to draw money goal as well so I mean we're, we're it's, it's all it's all it's all part of the plan yeah you, gain, you just want the game every week now going that's forward it, that's it exactly. not more yeah. style yeah <laughs> moving swiftly along <laughs> <laughs> Uh, group two of, of the intermediate uh, saw Kickham's uh, top the group three, three from three Moneygall second Davins third and Valley Bacon uh, into the relegation there Kickham's um, seriously impressive in, in their three games Kevin uh, winning, winning quite well and yeah, had, had a good win a... over Devons there the weekend I think this was a weak group to be honest I wouldn't be reading too much into Nakavilla maybe kind of coming away with maximum points there oh I think shots Valley... fired yeah, oh. <laughs> that's the, uh, my my South compatriots there. I think I'd agree. Yeah, I'd agree. There junior teams there. It's great. Ah. I think Davins are <laughs> again. I'm not going to win many friends for this, but you know that Davins, the core of that team is getting older. Yeah, they don't have the amount of younger players. Davins, I think, in most games they're being competitive for 40, 50 minutes, but they just don't have sometimes the players to see out to see out the games, and you know. Bally Bacon, as I said, I, I, I don't think they were ever at, at the right pitch for this championship. They might struggle to stay up. Um, Money goal, I don't know too much about, to be perf- perfectly honest. Um, yeah, they, 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 they had a good North Championship winning, winning the North and two, two good forwards in Sean Kennelly and Joe Fogarty. Um, who, who, have, who have been seriously impressive putting up, putting up big scores. Um, now I know they were disappointed um, in the Kickham's game, but uh, by all accounts, Kickham played very well, very well that day. Now we we played Kickham's in in the West Championship and and won, I suppose I, I won't say easily, but there was seven or eight points in it. I think finishing up. So um, yeah, look, maybe, it, maybe just going to go in there um, like on the on the Kickham's again. In fairness, when we played them in the under nineteen midweek, they're minor, you know they're. Two very competitive teams, so they'll get a lot off that. You know, their name hasn't appeared too often there at, you know, at county semi-final stage. So, you know, if they can get a few off that team, I think that we won the intermediate team with a, you know, based on kind of two county minor winning teams in of 15 and 16 a year later. So I think they'll be competitive intermediate over the next couple of years if they don't make a breakthrough this year. Yeah, absolutely. No, and then they have a good uh, sprinkling of 19s on that, on that intermediate team as well. Um, Five, I think just five or six of them starting. So yeah, they they look they they they're really get happy with their with their performance and, and they're into the into the quarterfinals now. Money goal, of course, are have to play ourselves, Cap White in the in the preliminary quarterfinal for which is on the weekend of the of the ninth tenth. Uh, group three, lads, uh, Kilsheelan top the group. Um, very impressive there from from the South team. Three wins from three, and then uh, another another topsy turvy group. Golden who were out at one stage, and next thing got another got another couple of points and put them put them into the um, into the quarterfinals. Finished second uh, ahead of Four Lahan, who finished third, and Mile Rovers who slipped to the bottom of that group. Um, Golden needed to win by three to to get ahead of Four Lahan. And um, ended up winning. You barely six. scored three points. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, well, but I, I, I was, talk- <laughs> I, I wasn't at it. But I was talking to a guy that was at, and he reckons it was one of the worst games Orland he'd watched in a long, long time. It was four points to three at halftime, and finished one nine to six. Um, and and there was a thirty men brawl here. 
as well. So <laughs> it had it had it all. Yeah, more it in a bad game of football, or, or maybe yeah, not. More scores in a bad game of football, but uh, well, yeah. I'm disappointed there in that. Like, only like yeah. I heard games off. I said there like six points. Like, right, hard to read into it all, thanks. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah, they, I mean, they, they seriously are. I mean, they've been in, was it a semi-final last year and a quarter-final the year before? Yeah. So they would have been looking at trying to, you know, progress would have been getting to the final and, and here they're not even qualifying. They were poor enough in the in the mid as well, Sean. Uh, you know, they, they didn't kind of really raise a gallop in the mid at all. So it's, yeah, disappointing for for, for Boer Lahan. And this is, while Rovers, you, you might know a bit more about, we, we drew them in the relegation, uh, should we not win the county? But uh, we, we had them at the same place. <laughs> in the unlikely event, you don't win the county. <laughs> now, now, there's no need for that. This is your first episode, remember that? You know? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, look, they, we, we drew them in the same, the same, uh, the, sa- the same competition in the relegation and semi-finals. Uh, level last year and I think we, we won it by eight or nine points finishing up maybe ten finishing up but they, they did give us a lot of trouble and they had started quite well and and then they, they beat Golden like so they'll, they'll be disappointed now not to have I suppose to be involved in relegation Yeah exactly couldn't couldn't, couldn't agree more again you talk about that great start and when you win your first game you know gives you one foot in a quarter final and maybe you know a focus on football has taken over yeah. There, you know, it often does out in Monroe. Um, but you know, that just it's 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 just trying to be civil here as well and say, but you know, I, I fancy <laughs> Capo White for that one. But you, you know, from yeah. their pers- from their perspective, I, I really fancy if you know they're still footballing at the time there. But I fancy maybe in relegation the two the two South teams maybe to contest that final. Yeah, and um, the other South team then in that group, Kilsheen and obviously. Going very well, and yeah. I, I, I had spoken about them that before, like with, with the Kyos and and the Mahers, that they they they're they're quite a good they've quite a good outfit, and, and they're proving it in in the group stages anyway. Yeah, they've a lot of they've a lot of lads now to have you know hurled up in Turles, hurled up area yeah. at various grades. And Kyo again, as I said, you really look to your county players when you do have them in the inter- intermediate grades. Seamus again, when we go back to when we won it, Seamus Kendi was absolutely outstanding for us. You know, in, in our Path to that final, so Kilsheen and you know they've a couple of county that couple of lads there kind of up to up to general county standards. So you know if they could you know maybe knuckle down to get a lot of hurling in over the next couple of weeks, I think they'll be they'll be you know semi finalists in this competition last year that they'll be looking to go one or two better. I think one or two steps better. Than yeah, definitely have the capabilities. So if you look at teams in the Orion like um. You know, Kilsheenan wouldn't be too far behind the likes of Gartner, who Tracy's even ourselves. Kilsheenan would fancy themselves to mix us, mix it with any of those. Yeah, absolutely. I suppose it, again, they they have the football element and they're topping their their group in the football. Yeah, so it's it just, it, it's very hard to do both. I think all these football clubs may as well. I think with the strength of commercials there, and I think that you know, um, it's a, maybe another a podcast for another day. But like <laughs> Kilsheenan may as well concentrate on the small ball again there won't be too many in St. Mary's maybe long term thanking me for saying that but they might get more productive results if they actually concentrate in the hurling very good uh, group 4 lads of the intermediate um, there's another South team top in the group Ballangarry topped it on on score difference over Ballina Hinch um, Shannon Rovers third and Arville Rovers going to the to the relegation um, Ballangarry down down from down from Seamus Arena but 
uh, did very well, two wins and a draw. That draw coming against uh, Ballina Hinch, 218 apiece. So there, uh, Ballingarry have adapted well to intermediate. Sometimes it takes teams a, a while to get to get used to it, but they, they adapted well and look fairly strong for going back up, don't they? Yeah, but they're actually not getting last sent off as well in matches, which actually helps, to be honest. Like, for finishing match 15 main, you have a chance to win this, so... Uh, give, give him a chance now for the knockout stages. <laughs> you know, um, but that group kind of finished as, as kind of expected after the first two games. You know, yeah. Ben and Gary, Ben Hinch fighting out two of the strongest kind of teams in that. But tis, yeah. tis str- like Shannon Rovers are probably lucky you thought not to go down. I thought I'd have Arville or Arville. I th- they can, they're capable of that. But again, as you said there, Kevin, when you're playing football and hurling, you're, you know, you're kind of going between two teams and they're trying to see their football and then into either hurling is that it's not going to work out perfectly unless you're lock more. Yeah. Uh, two teams in, in that Shannon Rovers and Arville were probably they, they didn't get anywhere near the other two teams they didn't. No, I didn't notice. It's kind of a case of the two teams the Ballingarian Ballingar fighting out for a top spot in the draw, but even on the last day, Shannon Rovers I lost by four points then to Ballingarry, like you know, but Still, Bellingarry Ben Hinch deserves through, and it'll be an interesting quarterfinals there in that. Which, yeah, no, no, no teams will be fancying pulling Bellingarry in, in that quarterfinals. Yeah. When it, I, and, and I suppose to the same extent, I don't think any of the top teams will fancy Ben Hinch either in, in, in a quarterfinal. Mm. So, um, yeah, two, two strong teams coming out of that group. Definitely with Bellingarry, you know, if you don't, I think they'll really be looking to bounce back up to Orion this year because we see, you know, teams like Borland were. Uh, Bally Bacon they were senior not so long ago yeah. Cashel you know it's very hard to get back up to that level and you get back up there quickly yeah so look lads um, that, that's the review of the group so we, we have um, we have preliminary quarterfinals two of them one in Dan Breen killing all against Lockmore is on the weekend of the of the 10th and Cap White versus Moneygall in the intermediate and then we're looking at quarterfinals on the weekend of the of the 17th this weekend coming is a, is a football weekend and we'll have Anthony and football there coming up uh, fairly soon. But just before we move off Hurland, um, just uh, on intercounty, I saw Michael Verney, uh, who, who hangs out there with, with uh, Shane Stapleton on the Our Game podcast, did his top 32, uh, or sorry, his, his, his line out of, of teams uh, from 1 to 32 in, in this All Ireland Senior Championship. I suppose no surprises, uh, Limerick top and dash group, or top and dash uh, thing, they have been the best team I suppose over the last 12 months and it was it didn't even come into question but uh, from uh, the, they followed it up with he followed it up with four monster teams what do you make of that uh, they won't be too happy in Leinster with, with, with that or or was there just no debate about it I, I think for once he's right I think some of these lists you see them that they're they're designed to cause a bit of controversy but maybe it's my my monster tilted uh, spectacles that I'm wearing as well but I think he he got it right I didn't he controversy over this but yeah I think the, the results speak for themselves I think that if you didn't have to be one Leinster team in the getting to the semi-finals there wouldn't have been I think yeah. you know the Munster Championship is completely you know dominant and I think next next summer win for a cracker yeah uh, Sean what, what would you make of, of his position and of Tiff at, at third would you be pissed off with it that they're not second or or would you be thinking Jesus how did they even get into third I'd be a cross between both to kind of speak <laughs> kind of that how are we there? Why aren't we way worse? But, you know, he's, he's kind of probably going on what they show. I know that first half Farns and Limerick, you know, are going on and 
a game is 70 minutes, but you know, they're probably one team that had Limerick had to come out with a plan in the second half and they did, which shows how good a team they are. But like, as it's just going to show the strength amongst the hurling, to be honest, as it is like next year when hopefully the group kind of thing comes back fully. You know, you see it like the strength of like, I watched that Dublin Gala game this year that was gone and geez, it was dire affair. It's just, you know, compared to some of the games you see in Munster. So, um, we all we have to do now is step up to keep that level going and keep the Leinster teams down. Yeah. Um, all Ireland finalists, Kevin uh, Cork, were, were thrown in there at, at number four. They won't be too happy with that. They were, um, but if they, if they turned up for the All Ireland final, they might have been higher. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's true. But would, would, would you consider um, that, that they're below tip in, 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 the, in the, the rankings? I'm, you know, I really would. I think we beat, you know, we beat them last year in the, in the in the rain in the Winter Championship. But I've seen nothing from Cork maybe to put to, you know, that they could make a strong case to be put put above, you know, placed above tip there. To be to be honest, I will caveat that, but I think that Cork have more in them. They are a bit of a a common team, but you know, they have to put the results on the board before they can they can really say that they have um that they they have surpassed tip. Yeah, and, and Sean Verney has has Waterford at two. Um, is he trying to justify Liam Cahill's um, position as uh, staying staying as manager of Waterford? Um, he probably haven't there over the last two seasons. How he may have, may have haven't heard even, but you know they're probably kind of the team kind of knocking on knocking on that kind of door. He'd speak, but like two could have been anything to be honest. He could have bar. The few obvious ones, but two could have been any of the teams in that. So he's kind of throwing them in and maybe last performance as well. And what they kind of have tough for going forward, especially with Lean staying on below there, which is that was what I talked about previously. So he's not staying on for good as health either. Yeah, so he rounds it out there clearer in fifth, Kilkenny sixth, Dublin seventh, Galway eighth, Wexford nine, and Leash ten. Um, Galway and Wexford fairly far down the list, aren't they? Lads? Yeah, that. Galway Dublin game was again. Galway were just awful that day, and you know they didn't they didn't do that in, in the qualifiers. Then they was they were as bad, like you know. So I mean, at the late rally against Waterford. Look, it's probably a good for a new manager coming in there. There's plenty of improvement in them now. Wexford, yeah. probably more of a more more structural issues there, maybe. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Did you see Sean Bonner was interviewed there um, over the weekend? I think it was on TG4, and he said that, that success could come very quickly. Bonner obviously thinks that there's there's good talent in, in this tip team, and um, I, I would certainly hope. I, I think I, I know we were beaten by Watford by seven points in the end, but we had them on the rack and could have, uh, if John McGrath put his, his chances away, we were we were in an All Ireland semi final, so and we'd be second, I suppose, um, to, to Limerick. But I, I would have considered coming into the championship, we were second uh, to Limerick. And I, I don't think, I, I really haven't seen anything to say that we're not anymore. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. Like, Limerick probably gone a bit ahead, but no team was exactly taking a mantle and driven on either. Um, like, Bonner saying them words, no, like, he may as well be positive. There is, there is good players in Tipperick. We've seen it there. If you look at the top scorers list, they're hurled each from the club championship. Like, the lads that are scoring for sport there at club level, I know people are saying, it's a different game than that, but he give lads a chance next year as well with the COVID God and all that side to be more pre-training sessions. We're only picking lads off a couple of sessions or they'll have proper league running as well. So he's kind of going in at a good time to kind of get more out of lads maybe 
next year as well, the way the structure will be set up. So going forward positive. And I see there Michael Dunn, who's not going back to Galway. That was said there yesterday, was it? I didn't see yeah. that now. Yeah. Is that, yeah. Is that right? Yeah. So they're they're yeah, looking so they're, good lookout. I think they were very confident over him going back, but um, yeah, that'll be that'll be a big blow to them. It'll be interesting to see to see who, who comes in there as manager. Uh, lads, look, that's that's uh, the end of the, the Harlan review. Thanks very much, Kevin, for joining us. And and pleasure, uh, lads. Um, Sean, we'll talk to you next week. We're joined now by Anthony Shelley of um, Tipperary Football Board (PRO). Anthony, if we if we go straight into senior football group one, uh, Mile Rovers are top of the group. The Church are second, Arlo third, and Care are fourth. Uh, Mile Rovers have have qualified, and Care are in relegation. Um, so that game, I suppose, is, is a bit of a dead rubber, so to speak. But the Church and Aherlow will be will be a, a good game to to get second place in that group. I uh, will, yeah. Um, I think a draw will do the Church. I think. Um, yeah, it will uh, on score difference. Yeah, it will on score difference. So, oh, this one is it's really hard to call. Um, two teams play very similar style. Both like to run it through the middle. Uh, they set up a line maybe on the forty-five and. You know, it's a game that'll be and and break me down, break us down if you can, and um, that's probably where Arlo came unstuck against um, my Rovers the last day. My Rovers hit the ball in early over before the before they got the line set up, and uh, even though they put up a good performance in the first half, they took a two fourteen to one six. I, I was one, I was one, at that one, game one, now. And... One, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, Green, Green Quigley was outstanding though that day. Uh, I think Green got four or five points that yeah, day. He, did, uh, he, 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 he was getting good ball in. Uh, Arlo were very competitive in the first half. Could have actually could have had two goals in the first half right, in, yeah. in that game. You know, particularly the one that was a four point swing swing around Barry. Barry hit the post. He hit the post. That's right. Yeah, they came straight down the down the field and got a point. So. That was a four point swing. They only went in three points down at half time where they could have actually been a point up. But uh, in the second half, my Rovers really showed their class and uh, started getting the ball in early to to Quirk and um, Henry and Ring Quigley and um, tore apart and could have probably had a little bit, a few more, a few more scores there near the end. But yeah, so the, uh, the, the last score of the game was the goal. Barry, Barry, the last score of the game was the goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mark yeah. Russell did well there under the stand and, and put a ball across and, and Barry stuck it. He did. Mark, cracking goal now, but um, yeah, Mark is like this game. I'm really looking for because I've seen Ireland the last three games, and um, probably still are a bit dependent on Barry for scores. Like uh, thinking, it was I was just checking it there earlier. In the last four games, he's got one twenty eight. In four games, which is which is fair kicking, but um, probably need a few more lads to to, to kick in. Uh, Mark Russell is contributing in fairness from, from midfield. He's he's been having an outstanding season, uh, and he's well backed up there by Kevin Canan. Uh, mm-hmm. Then um, you know the, the old sailors like James Grog and Carl Dillon still doing it. And one lad that's really impressed me this year, he wouldn't have been on my radar beforehand, is um, their wing back there, Ty Carew. Uh, he's a good player so Arlo you know they're, they're well organised they'll give it a go uh, they'll be playing upper church who would probably have the same sort of a style but maybe not as organised more off the cuff um, they and they will they will try run it through through the middle but they'll be patient enough and they'll wait and they'll try to get their shooters like um, 
oh, what's his name? Shanahan. Uh, oh, Paul Shanahan, yeah. Paul Shanahan and the brother Luke Shanahan, yeah. yeah. They try to get, try get the two shoot, shooters on us. And then uh, they have Jack Butler there, I think, got one, two, or one, three the last day. And um, Connor Fahey as well. So I think overall, Upper Church just might have, if they, if they play a full team, just might have more men capable of, you know, better scores spread throughout yeah. the field. Um, it's a pity if if these two teams were level and scored score difference as well. It's a game that could be going to extra time to, to see who goes through. It would be that tight. But uh, I yeah. I predicted um, it's funny. I predicted our our upper church go through at the start of the week, and I met an upper church man there at the weekend. Is whatever you do, predict us to go through. And I met her an Arlo man. He says, whatever you do, don't don't name us to go through. So, <laughs> to, to keep the two friendships, I'll stick with that. And I'll go with Oakland. Just to scrape through with a tight match. Very no good. No score tight match. Very good. Group group two then sees um, Kilsheelan at the moment, top of that group on four points. Mine uh, second on two points. And Valley Perrine and Erog one point after their draw their last um, in the last round. So Erog have to play Kilsheelan. Kilsheelan, uh, we, we just spoke about Kilsheelan flying in the hurling and they're they're doing quite well in the in the football too, aren't they? Yeah, they were they were very good the last day as well. They were playing it the proper way as well. They're trying to get it in fast and um to give mine even though it was tight enough in the second quarter of that game, I was at that game as well. Um they give mine a, a good beating in the, in the end and probably Butchered a few chances as well, mm-hmm. so it it could have been worse. Like yeah, uh, they had a they had a poor third quarter where they struggled to break down mine, uh, who got a lot of men back behind the ball and were aggressive in the tackle and stuff like that. Fairness to their to their mentors and the team themselves, and in the second half they went at it early, got the ball in a lot quicker, and uh, yeah, very impressive. It'll be a hard day, hard day at the office, I think, for Aero, but. I said that the last day as well. I didn't see them doing well against um, Bally Perrine and you know, and they, they got a draw and a well deserved draw by all accounts. Yeah, and and, and uh, as you said, butchered a couple of chances, I believe, as well, and and could have could have won the game it. and should have won the game, I believe. You know, should they? Yeah, and um, they um, like they're what they're minus eight, Bally Perrine minus six. So Bally Perrine won, and they could get a big score and win over um over Kilsheelan, which is hard to see. It's, it's, it, they, they could still go through, but I mean, they, um, there's, there's really, um, it's really the middle game there between mine and Bally Perrine will be, will, be will be the big one. Yeah, that, that obviously will determine who, who goes through. Um, Bally Perrine, they have um, Christy English there uh, playing corner forward. Connor Sweeney, of course, is up there. They, like, so they, they have, they have the, the facilities to put scores on, on the board, don't they? Yeah, Christy English, he's the youngest Sullivan lads there. I forget his first name now. He scored three points the last day. He's a good mm. player as well. And uh, Connor and Tommy Sweeney and John O'Connell, they, like they, they have players. Uh, but they will need to do better than what they've been doing so far. I mean, they'll be just fine to be going into this at this stage with just one point on the board. Um, they, they, will need, they will need to, uh, every single one of them, to step up to the mark. And I think maybe, maybe the disappointment of, of not Getting over the line against um against their old the last day might be the kick up the backside that they need for this one. Um, but mine will be very much dependent. If mine have Garrod Connor back, um, it, it, it it'll be a, 
a big addition to them. But uh, I just think that Ballyperine might have more goals in them than what mine have, the way mine set up. They're, they're very, very defensive. No, they do it well. They have, you know, they have John Coughlin back there, back there playing with him this year and he was pulled back the last day. And a young lad that hadn't been on my radar before, Jack Taylor, is playing very, very well. He kind plays a kind of a sweeping, sweeping role for them. But um, they set up the line across the 45. But you know what? That's nearly all they do. It's just get back form a line and they have a lot of lads, you know, that are not involved in the game. So when they get it, they have to move it all the way up through the hand. And... Um, I'm not sure they have enough football played to be to be able to you know when you're playing that game every ball has to go to hand and yeah. um, I just fancy Belly Purine to get over the line and this again just again just but um, they they will need to improve on what they've done so far. Yeah, uh, Group Three then I suppose um, commercial formality they they've, they've put racked up huge score they're they're on 70, 70 points for seventeen against in the, in their two wins and. They have um, Mike Harkey, uh, who are who are bottom of that table, and I, I think it would be the shock of the century if Mike Harkey were able to get a win over commercials at the weekend. And then that um, the other game in that group is Arfinnan and, and Arville Rovers, and the winner of that will will join commercials in, in the in in the second in the in the quarterfinals. So Arville Rovers and Arfinnan, it'll be um, yeah, it, it nip and tuck. It's hard to see which one of them will will come away with the win, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. I mean, they bought two heavy beatings from um, from commercials, and um, they have two men over them that I know quite well. Uh, Tom McLinch, he would have been an old coach of mine back in yeah. our Temple Moray Road days, and uh, Jim Mullen is, is coaching Aravel this this year, and Jim would have been I would have been involved in coaching with Jim with Brackens as well. So um, two men that will know each other well and actually, funny enough, will play very similar styles. Um, Art Finnan, for me, sometimes they, they over-elaborate on it. They, they tend to hand-pass it to death, trying to get the, the, the right men on, trying to get the shooters on the ball. But uh, Aravel have, everybody says that they've been putting a lot of effort into the hurdle this year. But I think that's just making excuses for them in the football. Like, you know, um, mm-hmm. they should be doing better than what, what they are actually doing. So, um, they, I mean, they, ha- they have good players with the two Leahy's there. Um, Darren Lowry, young, young Mahar up front. Um, they, they, really, they really should be should be doing better than what they are. They'd be very disappointed with the performances this year. But um, Arfinan, they have in that middle third there, you know, that. Shocks was missing the last day, so he would have been a big loss to him um, against Kerr the last day. But you know he, he should be back. Michael Barlow, um, Gavin Whelan. I just think they have more about them uh, than than um, than Aravel have, and they will have a lot, an awful lot of possession. And I think that possession, the you know the amount of possession that they will have, um, even though they don't always turn it into scores or even shots at goal sometimes. But I think it will be enough just to just to get Arfin and over the line um, in a dour, dour game, I would imagine. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, just, just, I suppose just before we move off, it, commercials are playing awesome football at the moment and, and look unbeatable, don't they? they do, but those games really do nothing for them, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you said it would be the shock of the century if Mike Harkey uh, 
turn them over on Sunday, I, th- I think it'd be a shock of the century if McCarthy actually turned up for this game. Uh, <laughs> they, they have um, relegation fighting the hurl of the week after, I think. And, you know, I mean, they would be really on a heightened to nothing for it. I, ho- I hope they do turn up, obviously. But, um, you know, clubs have to look after what their best interest is at this stage. And um, I don't, I'm not sure that that game will actually go ahead. And I think it'll all be down to in group three, if we just come down to whoever can win between um, Ardfinnan and and Arvel, I think Ardfinnan have the have the advantage of the double result there. What the draw will do them in that game. So yeah, um, yeah commercials look very good, but you look like they have so, so many good players there. Sure. You know, um, I think I said it to somebody before. Should we look good in that team ourselves? Like the truth yeah. did not. You know, <laughs> so there'd be bigger challenges ahead for them, and I would worry that you know that. They might need to, they're not battle hardened going into the the last the last three games of the year if they even get that far like that. If it came down to the to a tight game against the Lockmore or My Rovers or Kilsheelan or Jacob Brackens or whoever, that uh, you know, that they don't have the you know, they haven't been taken down down the line down down the line um uh, this year at all. Uh, maybe it's because they're just too good, but I think it might be more to do with uh, the quality of the opposition they played as well. Yeah, so and just uh, I suppose following on from that point is you said that they won't be battle hardened. And at the moment in in Group Four, Lockmore are, are second. And if if they were to draw each other, if they, if the group was to finish now and they were having to draw each other, and it won't be in the stadium, Lockmore will fancy their chances, won't they? Oh, they will. Lockmore always fancy their chances. Yeah. Um, right, commercials had to be have the better of them over the last few years, but. Um, They've all gone to the wire. They've yeah. all gone to the wire. And if another one goes to the wire, you know, that's where commercials might rule not have had a, a tougher game in a in um in the group stages. Yeah. So just looking at that group four, your own brackets there, uh, your own club brackets are top at the moment on, on score difference. Um they, they of course drew with Lockmore the last day, 10 points each. Brackens are are top on three points, winning a draw, Lockmore second, winning a draw on three points. Killinall on two and Rockwell uh, prop up that table. So the games in this weekend are, are Lockmore and Rockwell. Uh, Rockwell have found the going, I suppose, a bit tough after coming up out of intermediate and it's hard to see them laying a glove on Lockmore this weekend. It would be, yeah. Now, you know, to be fair to them, in the first game against us, they put up a, you know, a decent enough show for the first half. Mm-hmm. They, they had a man sent off just before half time and um, we ran right in the second half on them. Um, yeah, but you're right. It's hard to see them putting a, putting a glove on Lockmore, and particularly when Lockmore need to increase their score difference. I think we're on plus fifteen; they're on plus, plus five. five. So yeah. ten point ten point score difference there in it. So they will need to to win by at least one, you know ten points or eleven points to, 11, to yeah, top yeah. the group and um, give themselves probably you know the perceived easier quarter final by playing a second place team instead of a a first place team, so I think they are they are well capable of of beating um, Rockwell by a fairly substantial score. But will it be enough? I don't know. I mean, our own game against Killinall, uh, that could go through the wire as well. Like we were in this situation a few years ago, we had to beat Killinall by four points to win, and we only beat them by three, and uh, we got knocked yeah. out. Killinall went through, like you know, so. Uh, we need to put a score on it just to guarantee uh, to top the group. But that I mean, killing all are um, 
they're a serious outfit and you know they, they played very well against Lockmore in the particularly in the second half. Um and uh, now they are missing Podifin, I believe, with who was over a long term injury. So that'll be a loss for them on the football end of things and then the Hurling later on mm. going, going going forward. But um, you know, if we play like we played in the first half against Lockmore, where we were outstanding, um I'd say it'll be enough to get us over the line against Kilnall, but if we play in the set like we played in the second half, uh we wouldn't beat anyone. Like, you know, we were we were shocking. And um we'd need a more consistent performance right through. But yeah, Kilnall still have the players with the likes of you know, Bubbles back then, he's a fine footballer. Uh Mouse, you know, Jimmy Fee and uh Kieran Berg and Paddy Codd, all season campaigners, like you know, yeah, so yeah. it'll be nice. Like, I mean, if Kilnall won that game, it wouldn't be a big shock, you know. No, I'd still fancy ourselves to win it, but it will be a tight one. And uh, I'd fancy ourselves to win it, and then we'll be all looking over to see what happened with um, Lockmore to see. Yeah, uh, would, would you think, would you think that Kilnall and Lockmore having preliminary hurling quarterfinals the week after have any bearing on, I suppose, their? Their mindset going out into 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 the games, um, I suppose maybe a, a touch well, of mind in themselves, or or, or maybe not. I think so. I mean, certainly, like like more will mind it all. Like more driving games, yeah. you know. They just see there's a, you know, God, we're out. So you know, to be training if they weren't playing, like you know. Yeah. But I suppose where it will do if anyone has a slight niggle at all, they would they probably won't risk risk them, you know. Yeah. Um. The but uh, certainly. Lockmore will, Lockmore will go go at it. They'll be, uh, I'd say, Kilnall, a good proud club as well. Yeah, they, they both teams will, will go at it and have a go and then worry about next weekend when it when it comes when it comes on, on, on Monday. Yeah. yeah, very good. Uh, we'll we'll run quickly through the intermediate um, the intermediate groups now, Anthony. Um, so Group One of the intermediates is Grange, Mokler, Mullinahone, and and Clanmeloog. So Grange Mokler at the moment are top on score difference on two points, um, Mullinahone on two points and Clanwell Oag on zero points. Uh, Grange Mokler and Clanwell Oag are playing this weekend. Um, Grange Mokler are coming, they're probably very young, but they're certainly a, a team that's well able to play football. A lot of young players that have inter-county experience, um, they, they, they'll, be, they'll, be, they, they'll be considering that they're wanting to win this championship, won't they? Well, yeah. I mean, I've said they're one of the most exciting young teams I've seen coming out with it in a long, long time. But I just wonder if they're, you know, I think if this championship was played in June and July, they'd definitely win it. But I mean, it would be the end of October when they're, I mean, just might be a little bit too young, might need another year, but they'll be there thereabouts. Like, I mean, um, I was very disappointed with Clamel Oak, uh I would have thought they would have fancied themselves for, um, you know, being in the mix at the end of the year. Like, and then even though they took a bit of a drumming from um, from Mulnahone, who are up, who are already true in this group. So fair play to them, and uh, going well in the hurling as well. So um, they, um, I can't see anything but a Grange Walker winning this. Yeah, um, group group. Two of the intermediates is uh, commercial second team. They're, they're top on score difference at the moment from Golden. Uh, they, they drew with each other in round one, I think, didn't they? No, sorry. Golden the Feather drew in round one, yeah. yeah. Um, Feathered who were in... Oh, they, actually, sorry, Feathered have two draws, yes. Uh, they drew with both yeah. uh, Golden and, and commercial, but not more second team. 
prop up that uh, prop up that that group. Um, Golden, uh, they, they probably buoyed by a, a a good win in the hurling the weekend, which qualified them for the quarterfinals. So they'll be looking to carry on that that good form into the, into this weekend in the football. They will. It's hard to know. Like I mean, I think I think Feather got the lucky part of the draw here. I mean, Lockmore. Um, or commercials beat Lockmore by what thirty eight points in the first round, and you would have thought you don't want to play commercials in the second round, but it, they had to play both teams. In fairness, Feather as well had to play immediately after uh, within an hour of um, an under nineteen fixture, and both teams had an awful lot of under nineteens on it. Um, I think something like commercials nine, feathered four, like you mm-hmm. know, and yeah. um, lads going down with cramp after 10 minutes in that game. So, um, a draw was a fair result on the night, I, I believe. But feathered might have been coursing their look before the game, but the way it works out, you know, um, it probably worked out better for them. So, I think commercials will have too much with a, with a full squad, a good young squad, a lot of county under 20 players I think they'll have too much for Golden and even though I would have fancied commercials and Golden to go through at the start of this game this this group I'm actually changing my mind now and I think it'll be commercials and feathered yeah I suppose looking at it you, you expect feathered to get the win over over Lockmore and they should do yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, which will put no, them on four points it won't be something but they should do like I mean yeah uh, it's Lockmore's second team it's feathered's first team so you know just on that basis, they should be able to get it. And um, I'd expect commercials, if they have a full outfit out, will we'll have too much for Golden. And uh, there to do I'd say go through commercials and feathered. Yeah. Uh, group three of the intermediate has the two West teams, uh, Galtier Rovers top and Cashel bottom at the moment, and then Drum and Father Sheehy's um, both on two points in the middle. Galtier, I suppose, after. Uh, have, have kind of turned things around uh, probably got the bit between their teeth after, after the relegation last year and they have, they have two good wins and um, to be honest I, the, the game with Cashel is scheduled there for the weekend I'd be surprised if it did go ahead from what I'm hearing but if it does I can't see anything other than a guilty win Cashel don't seem no, to have don't any interest in, in, in the football at the moment Yeah no, Galti will and the first, I, I saw Galti this time last year and um, in the first and second round of the championship, I was surprised he ended up in relegation after or being relegated after it. That were quite a good young team. So, um, yeah, there's no surprise to see them top in the group. And um, but this champion, this intermediate championship, I think the whole dynamic of it has completely changed now. With um, drum out drum finished their senior hurling for the year, like um. I was just going to say. I was just going to say to you, whatever it was, four or five years ago when when this happened, Drum went on a on a run and, and blitzed through the intermediate championship in, in football. Oh yeah, Drum, Drum would have four or five lads on that senior hurling team that be actually better footballers, you know. So uh, and at intermediate level, if, if if they can get it together, you know, they'll have to be considered one of the favourites for it at this stage. So um, yeah, I'd expect um, Galti and Drum to come out of that group. Yeah, looking certainly looking that way anyway at the at the moment. And and the final group then sees uh, your own second team, two wins from two top with four points, my rovers and Clinoti and two points each, and Borsakane propping up that. So Borsakane have, have the Brackens this weekend and Clinoti and my rovers. Uh, my rovers second team, of course, as well. So uh, yeah, and I suppose an interesting game. Clinoti who who are 
fine footballers and won the West Intermediate last year when there was no distraction from, from the hurling mm. and were full value for their win. But um, I suppose with, with, with a week off next week in, in the hurling, there's no reason that they couldn't put out a, as, as full a team as, as, as they wanted to and, and get the win over Mile Rovers. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, we, we got a win over Mile, Ro- Mile Rovers and we would have been short a few. So, um, and they, they certainly put it up to us for a long time last week as well. Like, and they probably were short a few last week against us. So, um, be tight enough now. I think my Rovers, because they're already through in the first group, they'll, they won't be taking anyone from this team. You know, the, mm-hmm. they'll, <clears throat> their, their seniors will be able to work away with the 17 or 18 players they've already used and keep it to that. And um, so they, they'll still be strong enough coming into this and you you would imagine that just the extra bit of football and the extra bit of um, craft that my Rovers will have would, would see him over the line yeah. but yeah just about yeah and then Boris again and the Brackens then in, in the other group in the other game uh, your second team will you will you be able to get over Boris Kane? you've had a good start for the first two games anyway yeah, they've had two great results because, as I said, they would have been missing a few a few mm. players, particularly in the first game against my Rovers. They would have, would have been missing a few lads, and then two great results for them. Yeah, and I'd expect, you know, that you know we we full points, Boris Kane of no points, you yeah. know, uh, unknown form. You'd say that if if Boris Kane do do turn up for us, that you know we should be able to take them as well. Depending again, um, and as long as we don't use too many, if there you don't take any of the the team from to the seniors because we would have a tight enough panel between yeah. the two you know and uh, we we have an injury in James Berg and got, got a bad injury there against uh, Lockmore he did his collarbone so you know that's we're once definitely going to have to replace one one person on the senior team and um, if if there was a couple of injuries there um, against Killinall or if the game was in the Melton Power you might have to throw everything <laughs> Everything at it, um, it, 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 it might affect us, but uh, still, you know, we, we should have enough. We should have enough to, to, to get us through the top of the group. Yeah, absolutely. No, um, that's great. That's the, the eight groups there in, in the senior and intermediate. And just before we move, we, we move away, Anthony, um, David Power and Paddy Christie as, as under twenty manager were ratified during the week uh, for for another another term. That's. Uh, that was a great coup for for the county board to hold on to the two boys. Yeah, yeah, it's it's three years with a yearly review. So, um, the, yeah, it it is great. I mean, you know, Davey, Davey's done great work over the last few years, and um, it's 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 absolutely brilliant to be able to tie Paddy down for three years with with both the seniors and the and uh, and the under twenties. So, yeah, great great news, and hopefully they'll come back with. You know, there might be a shake up in the management team, but I'd say you'll see a lot of the same faces there where we pick out of a small pool or we have a small pool to pick out of. So, um, yeah, it's great to have the, the, the two boys back uh, for for the next three years. Hopefully. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Anthony, Shelley, thanks very much for joining us on the Premier View. Yeah, no problem. I'll talk to you. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, our first port to call on our review of the junior championships in the divisions is West Tipperary. John O'Shea, very welcome. Uh, hello, Mike. Uh, John, so we'll go straight to Junior A Hurland in, in the in the division. Uh, you're down to semi-finals, I believe. How, how did the group stages go? 
Yes, uh, Mike, uh, five teams this year in the Junior A. Um, and uh, after the round robin there, which was completed last weekend, uh, Clonality topped the group there with four wins there. Uh, they had uh, Latin were second there, two wins. And Cashel, uh, Galti and Cashel then was finished up in, in third and fourth place. So the semi-final draw is Clonality are playing Cashel and Latin and Cullen are playing Galti Rovers. Uh, Latin qualified last weekend there as a result of uh, two late goals there, got them over the line against uh, Cashel, and they needed to win that uh, because they, they went through then on the head-to-head over 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 uh, Rockwell Rovers. So Rockwell bow out. Uh, those semi-finals are on, the I think, the weekend the weekend after next, the weekend the 9th and the 10th. Actually, they're actually fixed for the, sorry, for the 9th, for the Saturday, they're fixed there. Uh, Clownton, Cashel, Latin and Galti. I think there'll be two good games. Cashel have have uh, Dylan had Dylan Fitzell back there last weekend now, uh, operating full forward and centre forward. There, he was a major contribution to it. They came up a little bit short just in the finish. I said they took the right off the ball, Mike. You know they had already qualified, so it was, it was probably it was, and, and I think it was, it was deep into injury time, two late goals there that got him over the line. Uh, Clonardi had no problem there over the, the thing, but uh, they, they were sort of lucky. In, against the night they played Galti Rovers there, uh, a very late goal there just before, the, uh, nearly on the stroke of time there, gave it a four-point victory when there was only one in it up to that. Uh, they had a good victory over Cashel uh, in the first round out in New England, so, so this semi-final is a repeat of that. They also beat uh, Latin and Cullen there, sort of an under-strength Latin and Cullen team one night up in Anacarty there. But things will be different now because, you see, Tenalti would have used a couple there Probably they would not have since that there since the start of the competition uh, to to the seniors as would Cashel whereas Latin and Galti you know it's their first teams there uh, they've been ticking along nicely there and you know I, I, the winners of this Latin and Galti semi final I think they will take beaten um, Mike in the final you know that's my my opinion on, on it you know because they're just coming right coming good at the right time yeah so uh, they, just just looking at the at the Cashel team and. Um... John, sure. they they would have won the county junior B, so that's they, they were coming off, uh, which was only played there in, in June or July. So they they, they were coming off uh, kind of a, a run of form in that one. Adrian, otherwise, but they, they found it, I suppose, di- difficult to, to step up in, in standard, I suppose, really. Um, but 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 still made the semi final. They did, and they, they, you know they're playing playing nice hurling now. Simon Delaney, they are, they have a few a few sort of lads to add to the junior B team because. The step up from junior B, a junior B team on its own, the, the step up would be too much. But to have a nice blend now, Dylan Fitzell, as I said, is back. Adrian Cummins continues to be the main man from, uh, you know, the, especially on the freeze there. He's, I think, Adrian on the wild centre field there. He was a captain, he, he was a junior B team. Uh, you know, they, they have a blend now of sort of, um, you know, a, a bit of youth and a bit of experience through the lads with senior experience. And, you know, so that's that's a, a help them as well. They they definitely they definitely, you know, held their own in that. I think they were they probably Clonardi uh, was probably the only team that uh, gave them, uh, you know, and that was really only in the last ten minutes of that match in New England. But as I said, it was a strong Clonardi team that night. Probably as was a strong Cashel team because they both of them have lost players. So it'll be a different occasion uh, on Saturday weeks, uh, Mike. You know. Yeah, I, I think Simon Delaney played for Cashel. I think at the weekend, so he'll he'll be gone off the team. But this, as you said, they still have some some um, players with with 
with senior experience there, Tony Hewitt would have played senior back when, even whatever, five or six years ago when Cashel worked. Johnny Welch, of course, who was in the goals. Um, and, and then they've, they've young lads like Parik Roslin now, he, fine hurler, had good, good underage pedigree, and, he, and he's playing, and the Skeffington. So not a bad line out there for, for Cashel. And as you said, Dylan Fitzell is back, which, which would be a huge boost to the. Robbie Anglam as well there. Look, Clonaldi haven't, haven't uh, they, they have a bit of experience as well there. Uh, lads with senior experience and a lot of some of them were, would have some good few West senior medals like, you know, as well. Yeah. Um, but, the, you know, the, the Paddy White there now, is, he, he's taken over the free taker there since young 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 Suncombe um, young, um, went up to the seniors. You know, you have Paddy Ryan still there. Owen Quirk. Um, you know, da, da, David Egan in the goals there. Um, you yeah, know, see, the, Jason Dwyer played in the goals one of the one of the games there against Galtier Rovers. Uh, he, of course, he was he played very well for the Tip Miners there last year. Um, so yeah, he did. He played at it. David Egan that evening there. Uh, I think he pulled a muscle or something there before the match, and and Dwyer went in. And I tell you one thing, uh, he was very good. He handled himself very very confidently that night. You know. With a couple, a couple of very, very tricky balls. There was one ball, especially in the first half, uh, like he, he, you know, it was one of these ones that was dipping in at the corner, but he handled it well. He, you know, uh, he came on the last day, day against um, Rockwell Rovers the last day. Now, in the second half, yeah, just after half time, the Clarity brought on three subs at the one time there because they were sort of going well at that stage, and Jason was one of them as well. And he, again, he handled himself. Like, you'd have no fear. I'd have no fear. I think I spoke last year, but I'd have no fear whatsoever, Jason. Jason Dwyer. I think he's he's I myself personally. I think he's the common goalie uh, in in Clonowty there. And sure he was on the extended panel for the under twenties there as well. That's you right. know. That's right. Yeah, that's right. And uh, so that, you, the two Heffernans are still there, James and and, and Padraig Heffernan, who who have yeah, yeah, experience. Um, Padraig Carew as well. They're playing a fullback, so a lot, a lot of yeah. experience, as you as you said, on on the team. So that that game is going ahead. On the ninth, uh, Clonolty and Cashel is in Golden at 4.45. So the other semi-final then is, is Latin and, and Galti. And these two teams would know each other very well over the years. I think they, they were involved in, in a relegation playoff in intermediate two years ago, which Latin went down. And then, of course, Galti are, are in their first year of junior after coming down next year. But um, both, both teams, I suppose, like a lot of teams that come down, kind of struggle to find their feet at, at junior level. But... Uh, still, as you said, first teams and, and, and we'll have some good players involved. Yeah, they weren't, uh, I know Latin weren't up to strength uh, at the start of the competition. That, uh, they do know, definitely the night they played at uh, they, they, they were they were missing a good few lads. Missing, you know, when I say a good few, they were missing three or four of their standard bears, you know. Uh, Galsy still uh, sort of, they're depending a lot on, 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 on Mr. O'Brien for scores, you know. Tony O'Brien, yeah, scoring very well yeah. for them. Like uh, he's the guy, he's the, the man, both play and you know play balls. He's the top scorer in all the matches. The Egan's there and them, they're they're um, they're all look. They're all very competent. They're all very competent. They play a nice type of hurling, you know. And uh, probably you know that they're a football team that's playing hurling. You know that sort of way, and you can see that in the way they play. But they're big, strong players, uh, Mike. You know, yeah. and 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 as I said, I think that's going the last. Uh, Latin beat them when they met in the round robin. I think it was in it was in the second round of round two. I think there was two points between them, you know. Um, so so the goal, yeah, yeah two seventeen, one seventeen to Latin. That, that's right, yeah. Um, and that win, coupled with the Cashel win there last week, that put um, um, Latin 
up to the second place there on score mm. difference. Yeah. Sorry, on the head-to-head with Cashel, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and, and actually Galti as well, because they hit two. So, look at it was a score difference job that, that, that got them over the line there. And, and look, I, I think we're going to see two good games there now. And as I said, I wouldn't be surprised if the winner came out of that second semi-final there that we're talking about, uh, the eventual winners, you know. Yeah, um, Latin there did have some some players that, that would be well known to be Mark Russell, of course, is playing full forward, but Mark, uh, former two panelists there. Um, Cahal Dillon is still is still knocking around, um, and then Jack O'Halloran there, he's he's on the freeze and and doing very well um, for for Latin there. He scored ten ten or eleven of them there in, in a couple of the matches, you know. So um, Jack Welton, of course, is in, is in the goals, and De Hanley is then in 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 the in the back line. Tough, tough yeah. men there that, that have have plenty of experience. And they have, of course, like you know, they're, they're around a good while, and you know, like they were, as you said, two years ago they were playing intermediate there, and for for a few years, you know what I mean. And like Galtier were playing it last year, and I remember that 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 I think they're actually playing better this year than what they did last year in that relegation final against Mile Rovers. Mm-hmm. They were very, very, very disappointing in that relegation final there, you know. Yeah, and. Um, I think they're playing actually uh, as a team. They're playing, you know, more as a team this year than than they were last year. You know that they are making, you know, the big effort uh, to get back up out of of uh, of um, junior A. You know, but it's it's going to take. Uh, you know, it's it's a hard one to get back up uh, to stay up. Even you can see, you can see their um, Aravel Rovers now who came back up after two years. Uh, finding it tough this year in the intermediate in the county, you know, and they were they defeated there by I think a couple of points there in the in the in the west as well. So they all they all step up, the step back up, uh, the, you know, the step back up is tough uh, as well, and it's hard to it's hard to actually to, to when you get back, you know, there's just that little there's no breathing space and there's no time for settling in, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's for that's for sure. It's um, it doesn't take um. It, it takes a, it takes a good bit to, to kind of get used to it, and, and uh, it does especially it, when, when you when you come back up. Um, yeah, you see, you see, I see Borlahan as well. No, they're not in relegation this year, but I just seen them there last last Sunday again. They, you know, they, they went down. They got Wonder County Junior went back up, held their own. They're slipping a small little bit at the moment again, but they're not in relegation, and, and they have some nice lads coming. So it's just you know, if you can survive at all, they are in it. You 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 you'll you'll uh, you know. You'll, you'll probably make it, you know. Yeah, yeah. So that second semi-final there in the, in the junior age on is uh, Latin Cullen and uh, Galti Rovers, and that goes ahead at half three in Cap White on the on the ninth. Uh, so two two good games there to look forward. Yeah, to. The, yeah. And the, the reason that the Tenality Cashel game is gone back because uh, there is a, a, a senior Holland uh, county senior Holland relegation match in Tenality that day at three o'clock, and it's just to give them a bit of breathing space there to get over to Cap White. Very good, very good. Um, so uh, looking at the junior B hurling, you're down to, to semi-final stages in the junior B hurling as well. Um, there was there was three groups in that. Um, always competitive in the West. The, the junior B was it the same this year? Yeah, it was. I suppose this year there was three groups. Normally there's two, but I suppose with time constraints this year because of 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 of, of lots of things, uh, it was decided to run it in 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 three groups. And as a result of that, the the the, the um. Cashel, Tlenauti have a third team, their third team is in it. Cashel have a third team in it. Um, Cashel overcame Rose Green there a couple of weeks back down in New Inn there in, uh, in the quarterfinal. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
hugely entertaining game, you know, you could say two two teams from the one parish, like, uh, and I suppose there was bragging rights up for grabs as well, but Cashel really, you know, they got back a few lads that hadn't hurled for a few years there, uh, Good lads over them there, uh, Fitzell there, uh, Sean O'Dear there, and 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 the the the, the Kappa White native uh, Ryan Hanna there, you know, Ryan. yeah, yeah, they're they're um you know they put the team together, put a nice team together, got back a little bit of experience, uh, got back a few young fellas that hadn't hold maybe for a couple of years, and you know you could even see there, I had seen them early on in it, uh, in that uh, in that junior league, and. They, 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 they were only a shadow of the team that, that played against Rose Green there. You could see that they were growing in confidence even as the game went along. And they ran out uh, easy enough winners against Rose Green in the finish. Uh, and then, then that, that puts them up, they're up against uh, Airog and Akarty there. Airog sort of uh, always at, the, at the, the, the semi-final stage for the last number of years in this competition, you know. Um, uh, a good strong team. They would have lost maybe one or two from the start to the seniors, all right. But you know they have their they have their, their quarter players now, and they have a few young fellas coming on again. And they have a good they have good numbers on that junior B team. I seen them there uh, matches there that I was at, and you know they they they're not lacking in numbers. And you know I think though probably Arrow would be favourite for that, uh, Mike. Um, the other quarter final ha- happened last weekend when Emily. Overcame the Kikums there. Uh, late in Nohini Pint there got him over the line, and that uh, I think it was two seventeen to two sixteen there. Um, Emily were sort of my fancy for that there, due to the fact that they came back down this year to the first time down from from Junior A. They were operating at Junior A for the last long number of years there. Found it the, the going a bit difficult there in in Junior A. I suppose at the time there they were probably. Un- unlucky to be up against uh, a strong Clonality team who won a good few West Finals of that and Kickhams you know in the early stages of that there Kickhams and Clonality were nearly alternatively winning junior A's you know mm. and Emily were the sort of the third team there got to a couple of finals uh, got to a final one year against the Kickhams and I think the next year uh, they got it against Clonality you know they were just unfortunate of the opposition was that little bit stronger from and that whole team then Emily sort of the new lads coming in but they found it tough and I think they took the right uh, they took the right decision they dropped back to Junior B uh, and as the season is going on they seem to be growing in confidence again and um, they they were my fancy uh from you know the, the probably the start of the championship, I had seen them in the league. There one or two matches, and they were my fancy. And they have a nice bunch of players. Uh, you know, a good, good, a good, honest level bunch. You know, especially the two Ohinis then are good, good lads to get uh, to take their scores. You know, yeah. And and, and, and Connor Phibbs there plays centre back. I think he another good player. He, he yeah, would have been McGregor. prominent on the on the hospital Hearty Cup team that yeah, yeah. there a couple yeah, of years would, ago. So they have a few of them them hospital players. Uh, sorry, they they the school hospital schools players. Yeah, yeah. and um, you know they're they're probably uh, you know they have found their level to 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 uh, get a bit of breathing space and. You know, and 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 with victories comes a bit of confidence, and they are in the semi-final now. As I said, they're up against uh, Clonolty's third team. Um, sort of again, they're nearly every year Clonolty's team gets gets to that stage, but they find all the, the going tough when it comes down to the, you know, when you are a third team, Mike, you find all, you know, you and you're up against the first team. You know, you're you're probably going out there with number, probably forty-two or three in the club. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it does tell. 
But look at they're enjoying themselves and they're playing and they're playing the hurling and and I, I think it will be a close enough game. But I I'd fancy probably Emily and Aerog to come out of that, uh, Mike. And they were actually in Group One during the thing, and I, I think there was a point separated them when they played in the in, in the group matches there back a few weeks back. So look at it's all to play for that that them two semi-finals are on on the Sunday the tenth. Um, Mike, that's the weekend after next again. So, uh, you know, looking forward to them. Uh, the, the clubs themselves will be looking forward to it. And then I'd say probably the, the, the final will probably probably be this the weekend after that. I, I think it's around 16-17 that weekend. Yeah, that's, that's, a Holland, a that's a Holland weekend again. So, yeah, <clears> that, you, yeah you could be looking that's at. a Holland weekend in, in the county. So that's, that's, the way, that's the way it will be. Um, and I think, you know, everybody will be happy with that and they'll be meeting the, the, the county deadlines as well because I think a lot of the divisions are they're fairly up to speed on it this year now in, their, in, in this competition because, you know, there's like hurling weekends now and football weekends because it's dominated uh, by the, the, the county programme where you have, so, the, you know, you couldn't have you couldn't have divisional football the week you have county hurling because there's a crossover of players. So yeah. it, it works well, I think. It works well. Yeah, it's it's given that it's given that that kind of stability, and you know, to a certain extent, when you when you will be playing and, and when you'll be off and so on. So it's uh, yeah, because for going back, we'll say going back maybe ten years ago, that way the junior B's never knew when they were going to be out. Like you know what I mean? And but it's, they, these competitions are they're streamlined a bit, and it's just you know, it's it's they are entitled to know when they're playing as well as every uh, as well as uh, the, the seniors. So that that should bring the, the the bring us down, as I said, now to the final couple of weeks um, and I suppose next that's the hurling end of it where we, we you know we have the under 19s over uh, we're down to the football final in the under 19A we have Kikams and Aravale overs that final will be probably on Wednesday the 6th uh, there's no uh, there's no um, time of venue yet but most likely it will be under lights and the coming Wednesday night Tomorrow night, actually, we we have um, we have um, the two B uh, semi nineteen B semi finals on. We have Cavite playing Galti Rovers over in Clonelty at a quarter to eight, and down in Cavite you have uh, you have Clonelty and Rockwell Rovers. Uh, so look at I suppose the forum uh, at the moment would probably suggest Rockwell Rovers and Galti Rovers in the final. Um, that's all we can go on is what we have seen coming up to that. But it's a strong Galti side now. Um, uh, I, you know, good, uh, strong physically as well as uh, well able to play football, you know. Mm. And I haven't seen Rockwell playing, but, they, you know, they've got, they got a few victories under their belt there and they topped their group. So I, 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 I would fancy them too, maybe to, to uh, reach the final, Mike. And that should be on again on Wednesday, the 6th, Wednesday, tomorrow, Wednesday week. So, you know, it's all it's all going well in the division, and the coming weekend uh, we are down to the semi-finals of the the Junior B football uh, on Friday night uh, in um, New Inn at quarter to eight. We have Ahalo and Rose Green. Uh, look at a strong Ahalo uh, in that group matches were very strong. They have some some uh, senior guys, former senior lads. Down back down playing junior there. Ahalo didn't have a team in junior B there for a few years now, I'd say for three or four years. 
But they came back this year very, very strong. You know, as I said, with ex-senior players, uh, they're not going to lose any of the junior team to their, to their seniors. Uh, and I think they'll be probably good enough to get over Rose Green and that. Now, I have seen Rose Green play in a couple of matches as well. And, I, you know, while, while I, I, I think that Harlow will shade that one, Mike. Very we nice. have uh, then on Sunday evening, we have Kappa White and Aerog. That matches at seven o'clock down in Clenelty. Uh, again, Aerog, a good, strong old team. I've seen them. I haven't seen Kappa White playing in, in this year now in that yet, but I've seen Aerog playing, I'd say, I think I've seen them playing twice. And uh, they, they look fairly formidable, uh, you know. Uh, good, good, some, 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 some decent players. Look at this Kappa White's first team. Uh, and I think that one could go anyway. You know what I mean? I wouldn't be surprised. Maybe uh, like while while Rogue uh, won the matches, they 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 huffed a bit uh, on occasions during those games. Depending a good bit on Ronan O'Brien, he's still the, the you know the go-to guy at that level. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised there with Kappa now. Uh, I suppose it will be it will be how how they will how they will react to it. And now it's a week out from the from the hurling, so I think they'll be probably all right. You know. So, so that, 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 that will be a very interesting one down in Clenelty there on Sunday night. <clears throat> and also on Sunday at 12 noon, we have round five of the, the Junior A football. Uh, in Sean Tracy Park, we have Aravale and Salahed. <clears throat> um, and up in Kilcommon at 12 noon, we have Sean Tracy's and Emily. Uh, we know that Kikim, Sean Tracy's and Emily have already qualified for the semi-final is just uh, to, to sort out the order in which they will finish. Aravale and Salad, they're the winners will be the winner of that will uh, take the fourth spot in, in, in the semi-final, take the fourth place. So uh, from that that's that's going to be the main match from that perspective. <clears throat> you know uh, both of them have Salahed have struggled in the in in the early rounds. Uh, they struggled uh, probably more so than Aravel. Aravel had a few games there, very close games. Now, again, they they are playing football, uh, senior football. The weekend now they got a, you know, they got a bit of a, a trouncing against uh, commercials. Oh, com- commercials! The last day out, so you know, they, so they, they, there is a possibility that they may lose players uh, from the junior team uh, for Sunday. But uh, you know, time will tell, uh, Mike. So look at all in all, uh, uh, are we happy enough the way the division is going? We're sort of down. We're where we want to be. Put it that way. Yeah, you're uh, more, more or less in knockout stages in in in, in all competitions. Yeah, as I said, we'll be we'll definitely have it. You know, over the next two weekends, we'll narrow down an awful lot to a very very manageable stage. You know, we're not too bad you see, this time of year with the football because we have some good uh, grounds with um, with lights. We're lucky that way. You have Capo White, Clenelty, Golden, and um, New Inn. and and New Inn. You know, so like we're 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 lucky that way. Like, and it, it gives you know it gives you a chance to play an old midweek game if you're stuck because. You know, you don't have to play them until later. That way, it doesn't matter. So, it gives lads a chance to, to get back or something, and you know, so so we're lucky from that perspective, and we're lucky that the old weather is, is reasonably okay uh, as well. You know, so we but that's 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 where we are at the moment. Very good, uh, John O'Shea. Thanks for for giving us that update from the junior in the west. It's not too often we get to, to look at the junior the junior clubs and the junior competition. So it's great to get uh, such an insight. Um, and next off, we'll be talking to Michael Quinn in. 
North Tipperary as he goes through the North Junior Hurling Championships. Okay, North Piero, Michael Quinn, very welcome back to the Premier View. Michael, we're going to go straight into the, the North Tip. Uh, we're going to look at all your junior championships. You've three hurling championships on the go at the moment, A, B and C. Um, go look at the A, uh, a five-team group. How did, how did it go? Yeah, I suppose we're at semi-final stage now this coming weekend. Um, in the group stages, there was five teams in it and the top four progressed to the semi-final. Um, Nina, a very good form throughout the, the group stages. They won four out of four. Um, Toome came second. Um, as did Bursley and Toome actually were on four points each. But Toome... Um, with there with the came second, Bursley third, and Kilwan came fourth, and in Ross Grey, um, did progress to the semi final after coming bottom of the group. So that's the way how it finished. And then the semi finals are on uh, this coming weekend. On uh, I suppose it's the clash of the neighbors in both games. Um, on Saturday, uh, Tumivera and Bursley are out at four o'clock in Nina, and then on the Sunday, um, Nina are Nina Rogue are playing Kilwan McDonough's at four o'clock in Bursa Cain. So that's the semi-final lineups for the junior A. Yeah, just just looking at the the results, I suppose Nina, as you said there, they won four out of four. Um, seem seem to play well in all their matches, putting up good scores. Obviously, I suppose a, a town team with with a, with a good pick would would have um, a, a pretty strong second team. Um, but they're flying it, and uh, that really didn't feed into their seniors, I suppose. Really, I, I, like obviously, there's a big difference between junior A and 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 senior, but like for such a strong junior team, um, is there is there players on it that could possibly go to their their seniors in the future? Do you think? I suppose Nina probably have a very experienced junior A team, and they have a mix of good young lads coming through there as well. Like so, Nina would have an awful lot of lads at that level of you know a lot of decent hurlers. Like so, it's just the vast amount of hurlers that they have. Like so, I see the results there. They won all their games comfortable. So uh, comfortably, and I think it's probably since 2014 when they got to the county final against Skinnerinki. I think it was the last, that was the last year they actually won the North title. I could be mistaken now, but I think that's the last year. So it's definitely been five, six, seven years. Like which is quite a time, quite a long time for a team that's been competitive. Um. They've been very competitive junior age for the last decade or last two or three decades even. So um, they'll be pushing to win the North. Yeah, Vera have probably been the, the the form junior A team in, in the North over the last number of years. I think they won. They, they were very sure, unlucky yeah. in semi-finals and had, had won the North and stuff. Maybe losing out losing out the eventual winners. Uh, I think it was Arvel Rovers there back in yeah. in June and that's so, all. Like they they're obviously strong and, and well capable at this level too. Two were going for I think it's a five in a row in North titles yeah. and um, which is like the North Junior Championships always competitive. So to go for five in a row is savage going. Like but uh, I think Toom had lost lads. They were lucky to not get, go up last year. They, Really lost to Vale in that semi-final. It was only about two or three points, as he said. Right. So um, they were pushing to go up and they'd be knocking on the door for a while. But I think they'd lost lads between injuries and work and that. And uh, their form was poor um, at the start of, as even in the league, and even the start of the championship. But it's kind of typical to them in a way. They're timing their run. And um, they were uh, impressive now. I think they win their last game of the group stage. It's about Bursley. And they're playing Bursley now in the semi-finals. So it, 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 even two lads probably were even thinking that it could be touching go even to qualify for the semi-final and now they're within 60 minutes of getting to the final again and yeah. you know Toomer in the final are always kind of yeah so Toomer well went to the chance and uh, first Lior as I say it was only four points between them that day in the last game at the group stages so that'll be a close game on Sunday and 
I suppose, yeah, I suppose going on, on, on the results, exactly. there didn't seem to be too much of a difference between two and Boris and, and Killeran. You know, they, they, it was all pretty tight. And, yeah, and, and exactly. that, that's that's the way it went in, in the score. So you, you said those games are going ahead this weekend, the semi-finals? Yeah, yeah. Two, both of them ran at four o'clock. Two and Boris Kane um, in Nina on Saturday. And then on Sunday, um, Nina are playing Killeran in Boris again. Very good. Jumping on to, to Junior B, uh, you're down semi-finals, I think, at that at that level as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in Junior B, there was three groups and um, top two teams in each group um, progressed to the uh, knockout stages. And I suppose um, two out of three top-placed teams were drawn straight into the semi-final. And the third top-placed team joined the three second-placed teams in Final. Bit of a mouthful. Quarterfinals took place last Sunday where uh, Kiladangan bet Nakshigauna uh, 15 points to 1 8. And then later that evening on the Sunday, uh, Balna had a very impressive win over Newport, uh, scored 329 uh, to 316. So to score 329 in uh, 60 minutes of Ireland is serious going. Like, sure so, Balna yeah. did top the group. So um, they've been going well in the Junior B this year. Yeah, uh, Boris O'Kean are a team that. Um... I think they've been in a, in a couple of county semi-finals over the over the last number of years, so they, they would they would have they'd be pretty pretty um, experienced at this level and and the mines as well. But they, I think they've won a, an art title there lately as well, haven't they? Yeah, no, the, the mines the semi-finals are on this Sunday and both are on at one o'clock. So the mines <clears throat> top their group and um, top the group comfortably now. The mines have been going well this year, Junior B, as they do most years. Um, they're playing uh, in Timbaldary at one o'clock this Sunday against Ballina. And then at one o'clock in Ballanderry, Borussia and take on Kildangan. So they should be two very close games. Like so, yeah. Is- third team, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Kildangan's third team, but Kildangan probably would have a couple of lads that would have been senior B in recent years. So there's yeah. good experience there, with good young lads as well. But um, I believe they're taking on Borussia who I believe have suspensions coming into the game, so they'll be lost. But still. Burst Kane were very good in the group stages as well. So that should, both games should be lined up to be very close. Like, Yeah, very good. Very good. So just moving on then to the other uh, competition you have, which is the C, a great initiative out of the out of the north. I, th- I think it was tried to be started in other divisions, but never got off the ground. But you have a well-established C championship up there, which is great for the clubs. And I see Kiladangan's four team uh, have three wins out of four. Uh, you're absolutely flying. Yeah, I think the Junior C Championship has been it's been great support for it. Um, there's been big crowds going to it. Like, so yeah. it is, um, there's a great novelty to it. I know from Kalanga's point of view, I think when we played Killer One, we had a midfield combo. as combined age was 88. We had a 45-year-old <laughs> and a 43-year-old. And um, Kalanga played Balanad the other day. And Balanad had a couple of players that would be in probably key to their rise from intermediate up to senior. So it's, um, it's a great way to kind of get a few elder statesmen hurling um, that still want to hurl, but maybe the standard of Junior B has just gone, like you can see yourself, the standard of Junior B has gone up in the last decade from, it's gone up very high. So, and now the Junior C is a great way to allow maybe the older lads to get game time as well as keep lads hurling. Mm. So, um, it's been very competitive so far. Um, I suppose at the moment, Killangan sit top, they're finished now, the four games played, and Balnabit and comprehensively there at the weekend. Um, so Killangan sit, sit top with six points, and in Ross Gray and Balana, um are second and third on four points each. And then it's Kilwan and Bursley are four to fifth with one point. So basically, going into the, there's a final round of group games to be played. And it's probably going to be played maybe in two weeks' time. There's no um, set date on the mm-hmm. it. 
But in the final groups uh, games, it's Ballina are at home to Kilowan and in Rossgrey are at home to Bursley. Yeah. So that's the kind of like at the moment, like Kilowan and Rossgrey and Ballina are all assured of a spot in the semi finals, whereas it's Kilowan and Bursley are um, fighting out for the final yeah. spot. There is, there's something to play for in, in, in both games. In, in yeah, the, exactly. In, exactly. Yeah. So, and they're all, I suppose, apart from Kilowan, are the other four three, uh, third teams? Yeah, 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 all four teams. Yeah, yeah. And would say the rules of that competition. Then, like, is it fifteen aside or are you thirteen aside or what yeah, way? It's fifteen aside, but it's played in a way that um, the North Board put in a rule that, um, so a lad could play Junior B. He could come on two games Junior B, Perfect. and still play Junior C. But if he started a Junior B game or came on more than two times Junior B or Junior A for that matter then they can't play junior C, so they're gone. So oh, it's key, yeah, yeah, so it's a key players that they can still get game time junior C and maybe come on for five minutes junior B. Yeah, so, no, no, that's, that's excellent. That's a, yeah. that's a great great way of, of getting the competition ran. And it, it's a, as I said, it starts a great initiative out of the, the north. And as you said, uh, kind of the junior B hurling, it, it's now from where it was, where you were dragging lads out to games. Now they're training twice a week for it, whereas yeah. this this gets lads to, to, I suppose, more of a social hurling, I suppose, rather than, yeah. than with, with a little bit of, com- I'm sure it is fairly competitive, especially with the North lads. And, yeah. Very, very much so. No, but it's in a good, very good standard throughout, like, but um, I say it's a mix of, I know from Ross Gray, especially, I would have a very young team um, for the most part. So, like, it's good to keep lads coming through and still hurling that, like, so it is a, it's a great initiative and hopefully the uptake will stay there forevermore throughout the years, like. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Michael Quinn, Narpero, thanks for giving us your junior update. And uh, we're moving on next to the mid-division where Sean will be talking to Morgan Langdon. And John, joined now by Morgan Lannan, Lannigan, the PRO of Mid-Tipperary. How are you doing, Morgan? Not too bad, Sean, yourself? Good now. Um, we're just reaching the knockout stage now of one of the most competitive kind of competitions going in the county. I think anyway, the junior championship in the mid. Um, last weekend we saw the semi-finals of junior A were on there so yeah and my own third of lost the Holy Cross and Upshurst had a big win over Bracken so it should be a hot final by what we saw from last weekend Yeah uh, the two matches now there was I suppose one of them was a real close game your own the, I don't know if you got to see it I didn't get to see it myself I did yeah I saw it myself yeah we started strong and then Holy Cross kind of we we three, four, five score before we know it, and but then the rest is history. But Holy Cross to Fairton, they came out hammer and tongs. They looked a strong team, and all the junior level Holy Cross always kind of are junior A. Lots kind of seniors or ex seniors playing. Yeah, well, this this is this is probably why uh, the junior grade is such a competitive because it's kind of unknown because you don't know who's on the way back down, what players are on the way. It's it's kind of the the sliding doors kind of lads are going on the way yeah. out of the building and a lot of lads on the way in, you know, and you have, you get a combination there in the right year. Holy Cross now are a club who's, they're back again in the mid-final after winning last year, after being in a, a county final this year. Look, we're, we've always said about clubs are going to make the step up and, and challenge if, if Holy Cross are to be doing things right, keeping that second team at a competitive level is vital to that, right? Because if they've had it before where they've won a county final and then two years later they're down junior B or something, you know? Yeah, yeah. So they're definitely the favourites going in due to the pedigree from this year being in a county final and, and back again at the mid-final. Uh, I know now there was probably, 
I heard something about a, a call after a water break for a Sarah's cookout and the boys were trying to play it cute and Holy Cross yeah. accepted and it ended up being a, a penalty or something at the other end. Yeah, Craig, yeah, they got two penalties there in the first half and, you know, it was, we, there, there were strong, Jack's game was centre forward, played very well, but, you know, we kind of, we got, we got the great start, but we played great for the first 10 minutes and the last 10 minutes the way I looked at it, but in the middle, Holy Cross were dominant, to be fair, and, you know, they, they showed showed why they're worthy county finalists last year and in mid final again. But they're up against the Upchurch team now that gave Brackens a good going over, to be honest. No, it's a 317, seven times in that semi final weekend as well. Yeah, well, look, I suppose those of us that are on the uh, Premier View might have gotten a little bit of a wind and insight into the reason for that result. 14 players and a, 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 an officer or something. A manager, yeah, a selector talking out, yeah. I think that could be the name of a Hollywood movie, 14 years <laughs> in an officer. But, um, uh, look, Brackens, I know their junior B team, which we'll be discussing later on, they have a shrewd out operator over them now this year, and they probably held on tight to what players they had, rather than seen as sacrificing them to the junior A, to go play what is a very strong upper church team. Um I know now they will go on about players uh, sliding doors. I know there's a couple of shorts on the way back, but how fair are the shorts ever up at? And there are some of the fittest players in Tipperary hurling at all times, which makes them very strong, you know. And so they will pose a, a definite threat to Holy Cross title. They look want more than that else uh, to, to take this mid-final. Uh, a very high honour to have uh, for any club and to move on to the county stages. Yeah, for sure. And there's only one thing going through is say it's the winner takes all kind of thing, you know, which is real kind of knockout hurling and it's back because other years might have the chance of losing and getting back in, you know, but they have to go hammer and tongs and that final's on now Sunday week, 10th there in um, two o'clock. So it is so venue in the rags. So it should be an interesting game for sure. And this again now, we have the Junior B quarterfinals again. One of the hottest tickets on the goal at the moment, I think, is the local Turnus Derby there. Sars are playing Kickhams on, or the Gales there, sorry, on Sunday. That oh should be, that should be feisty. No, no, that's the first blow struck there now. <laughs> <laughs> that's the first blow struck. We are Turnus Gales. Formerly, formerly Turnus Fenleys. <laughs> I'll put my hand up in the air and say I've talked out this year. So uh, we've played Sarah's twice in, in the league. We had a drawn match above and then we lost the league final by a pint. So it's uh, it's all all saying, no matter what, it's going to be an exciting game. Um, I'm sure they'll probably draw a bit of a crowd uh, looking to be entertained, as the famous saying going. Uh, uh, so... It's, it's, you know, nobody knows because we're go, coming from opposite groups. Yeah. And the farm guide, the farm guide probably from the first quarterfinal that was played isn't too far off, we'll say. Uh, Calais had uh, held, uh, were too strong for Mind Temple Tui, yeah. who were only coming good as the group games went along. Yeah, quite. I know ourselves and Brackens caught Mind Temple Tui early on, but they consolidated and qualified, but Calais were very good. Now, that's Calais five wins out of six yeah. for Calais, you know, um, and if there was ever a club that wanted to win a title, like any of us, Calais and ourselves, I suppose, been our first teams, 
would be hungry for that. Yeah, uh, and, I, and I see we have the game is such big. We have not Ireland final referee down to ref as well. Fergal Horgan is taking the whistle, so I know it is that's something to be a game. This is. Well, I mean, it, it gets it gives it a certain cachet, doesn't it? Really? Yeah, it does. You know, uh, we can all point to yeah, he's the All Ireland referee. Um, which are look. He's going to be a good referee if his arm is pointed the right way for you on the day. Yeah, exactly, he, yeah. he doesn't be doing the fouling. Uh, it's it, look, it's just what's needed. Like you know, a good steady hand on the whistle in the first ten or so minutes, and let the game settle let down. The hur- yeah, let the hurling go because there's great hurls on both teams there. From I saw in league of, and game above in our new field there, air on there a few months ago. I know there was great skill on both teams. You know, there's and young players on both teams that can develop and come on and like. Neither team is going to win by a wide margin. That's for sure. It's going to be uh, for Tata Fair. Yeah, Sean, you know. the there now. You're mentioning young lads on both teams. I think you, you're trying to avoid the fact of saying that you have a certain one or two Wilder statesmen well capable <laughs> of winning games on their day, you know? And uh, we do have a few, a few marquee players, you call them. Oh, yes. Is there, <laughs> is there a former senior player from an art club up there playing? There will be, yeah, a lad on the freeze. He'll be, he'll be good now. Very good, very good, and, and maybe a former Tipperary captain. Yeah, Babs might, Babs might even call him back again. So, oh, well, sure, look, they're all going to make towards an exciting game. And, uh, and look, that's one of the good things about playing in these junior matches. And as you were saying, you have players of that caliber, and it all makes towards it and builds for the ex- um, look, it's a different team, Sarsfield, definitely from what the face so that probably offers a bit of an unknown in terms of there's it's going to be a good game like you know I hope to get into playing the same uh, like, so we will see we, we will fall back if we're not if we're in a fit state exactly hello? yeah hello Morgan you alright you still there you are yeah yeah just about you're breaking up a small bit of fight and the other the other semi quarterfinals NC this Bracken's team that supposedly so if they're not feeling lads junior A they must be shit hot at junior B they're playing McCarthy in the other quarter final there that's an interesting one and Bracken's with what they've lined out with junior A they should be seem to be going for this at junior yeah. B level. yeah yeah sure look Sean it's uh, the two teams going into this um, will have the both of them have protected their players because it's a few weeks to go now but McCarthy Boris pulled out of their last round match and obviously with the aim of protecting their junior B panel and Brackens, well they've done the same as well in the junior A uh, bit of cuteness there and a bit of pulling the rank, it isn't too often that kind of a situation, uh, Brackens I know play, play cute game, they, they sit their stall out, they hit you early if they can and uh, when the center scores and uh, they're willing to manage a game and I know McCarthy Burris started out at 100 miles an hour caught yourselves in yeah. the round one they kind of got drawn back into the pack again but they've steadied the ship now and despite their, their they finished in third place but there was nothing between first and third I, I believe you know just one victory yeah. um, that, that's, that's going to be a good game here two clubs with pedigree as well on the way but some young lads coming through have to be eager to make him to step up, never mind, stay where they are. Exactly, yeah, that's for sure, Anya. And then the final game of that season, 
Holy Cross Valley Cal against Gurton Who um, Gurton Who are flying it by all accounts that they come with senior B and they're coming through their group there flying colours and now they're in, out in junior B so the club is buzzing out there for sure Now here's a, a club where we played Gurton Who they were in to Kickham Park and we played them in round two which would been round one for them Yeah, and I tell you uh, they, we definitely caught them on a good day for us because we didn't perform well and uh, we managed to come away with a draw, but I know that they didn't perform the way they are. They have they have done over the last year and a half, two years. The club is on a high, and that's something that you can't you can't just switch that on. You know, they they're senior in the Orient there. They're flying it by hit the ground running, and that's the, the players are all buying into it. I know a few of the people over the teams there, and it's it's going in the right direction. And of course, both teams winning. And it's it's going to be a big ask for Holy Cross, not to to downplay Holy Cross, but they finished fourth. They're up against similar to their Holy Crosses, their junior A team, the team that won the mid final last year, the team that competed in the county final this year. So look, it'll be a big upset if Holy Cross managed to pull it off. Um, all all uh, it's all pointing towards a Gurtner who win. And look, the weather isn't to be good, so that could be a bit of a level playing field. For all the games, yeah. Uh, so yeah, hey, pray to God, you know it isn't too heavy in the rain, and we get all entertaining games, and everybody is able to get up and go and shake hands after the end of the games and wish them the best of luck and on to the on to go to the semi-finals. Exactly, and all them them three power finals run now this Sunday, so they are. I think it's on sale online, Morgan. They are for from the usual source on midday. Oh, they are, they are, and uh, all roads will lead to Holy Cross. For the turnless battle, yeah, and uh, 3 p.m. Uh, I know that's the time for that one anyway. I'm not o'clock. sure the other times, but three o'clock is this turnless game, and then the brackets are three o'clock as well. And then the Holy Cross, who's on air, or 12 o'clock. So, this it's not in your you case if you compare. So, this you had to pay 70 euros to see Burgle <laughs> Hogan refereeing the Bubble Croke Park. I think <laughs> it's six euros or 10 euros to get you into Holy Cross and you get to see him exactly. Exactly, he was above in the All Ireland, Sean. <laughs> It'll be interesting for sure. Morgan, thanks for joining us, and we'll, we'll catch up then down the line when these, these mid championships are over and we're going to get a full review on how they went. Morgan, thanks for it. Brilliant, Sean. Cheers, Morgan. Thanks, Millie. Best of luck to you Sunday. Take care. Thanks, Andrew. Let's go look. Sean, Needland, the Gales lads, they're called them kickouts, but all very cordial finishing up. But well, that's all we have time for this week, folks. If you've got this far, you've a lot of Tipperary GA heard at this point. Uh, thanks again to John O'Shea, Michael Quinn and Morgan Lanigan for their input and continued support to the podcast. It was great to hear a different voice in Clonmel St. Mary's man, Kevin Ryan, and also to Sean once again. Until next time, Tipperary on the booth.